You know, I have a question for you, Dad, and how you answer it is gonna determine our relationship for a very long time. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, episode 102, hashtag marking out 102. You can listen to this and all past episodes on markingout.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe on iTunes, comment, you know, leave leave us five stars so we can uh, what does Cole Cabana say? The algorithm. Get the algorithm going on this and get this uh, up in the upper echelon of uh, wrestling and sports entertainment podcasts. Uh, while you're at markingout.com, feel free to comment on the page and also buy a t-shirt. I send them out personally and I hug every single envelope that goes out. Uh, other ways that you can contact us is uh, through social media, twitter.com slash markingout. We live tweet during Raw. We just tweet in general. So go follow us there. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. A lot of good discussion, a lot of good matches that we post up there. Uh, thank you for posting Chris slash Dave's match of the week last week, Dave. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, and also if you have any uh, inquiries about maybe uh, some sponsorships, maybe you want to be on the show, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. And if you have any music. Yeah, music, absolutely, because we were going to get Brandon to play the harmonica this week. But Which I would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but anyway, also, we have to give big shout-outs to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our awesome theme music and to Nick Matocho for making our wonderful logo. Thank you for helping us out, and we will plug you every single week on the show to get other people to experience the awesomeness that you have uh my name is chris you can follow me on twitter at chris Sweendog, or you can call me mr 2552 because i am the now two-time shalom of the week thank you very much jay silva i am also sitting here with hashtag no twitter dave dave good morning I know good morning what's up sluts yeah i know you're a little bit tired and do not refer to our fans as sluts refer to them as marks yeah, they're all sluts. They yeah. know it. They uh, sleep around. And we're also sitting here with the man of 100 nicknames, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely awesome as always. And I have to say that I had so much fun recording the show last week without Chris. But I have to say it was very fucking difficult to produce and think of what I was going to say next. I know at the same exact time. So because I keep the, I keep the flow of this show going. Yeah, you're like that rapper that played at WrestleMania. Two chains? No, no that's Flow Rider. Who oh. <laughs> <laughs> cares about Flow Rider? Yeah, because I, I every time I speak about something, I want to go off on a tangent. Yeah, I know. David, I'm all for tangents, though. I like yeah, tangents. Me, yeah, I'm, me a, I'm all I about like I'm all about tangents too. But you know, if you went on a tangent show, it would be five hours long. You know, I don't you get, like tangerines, though. I love tangerines. Oh, you know what I have in my fridge right now? Blood tangerines oranges. <laughs> we literally just went off on a tangent. Yeah, see, there you go. Blood. I have a bunch of blood oranges in my fridge. They're delicious. So good. Juicy. I don't know if I've ever had one. 
They're good. They're pretty tasty. They're little blood. They're yeah. They're full of blood. Absolutely. Um, vampires. But yeah, I am back. I know Brandon missed me so much at the end of the show. I remember because I listened to the show last week, and I know Brandon said for me to come back, so I'm back. I'm no, here. I was actually being sarcastic, but it is great to have you back. I know. I know. I know. You're welcome. I was in Florida. Thank you very much for asking how my trip was. Um, no, well, I was getting to. <laughs> I think you, I done. You, you cut me off, Chris. I know. I've done that before to you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but but how was your trip to Florida, by the way? It was amazing. It was so much fun. We had such a great time. Got to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to my wife, Rachel, and my sister, Brittany, for finishing their half marathon. And... Yeah, I did what the. About, what about Jacqueline? Jacqueline did the five k with me, my older sister. So I got. So she doesn't get a shout out. She gets a shout out too. I was getting to that, Mister <laughs> Jumping the Gun over here. I'm gonna start calling you hashtag Jump the Gun hashtag No Twitter Dave. Jump the gun. Wait, but what is what is a five k? Is that three point one miles? Yeah, five k is three point one miles. But the cool I thing about it is you do you. We did it through Epcot. So like you go you go like through the parking lot of Epcot, and then you kind of go through like the back like. I, I guess custodial area, and then you come right back out right in Mexico, and you go around like the World's Fair. You I've sh- done some running in Mexico. <laughs> you sure have for Lucha Libre masks. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta get in the park, gotta get the Sin Cara mask. Yeah. But you like you do the run around like you know you go through like Germany and Japan and all that stuff, and then you come down like by the Space Globe or whatever that thing's called. It's it's a the, giant the golf ball. Yeah, the giant golf ball, and then you come right back into the parking lot. It was it was the coolest run, and then they had characters on the run. When you see the Epcot ball, what do you think of? A golf ball. Anybody else? No. Nah, I think Brandon's... What do you got? No, I don't know. Nobody thinks of Boy Meets World? Oh. Yeah, that episode was actually just on the other day. Really? I always think yeah. of that whenever I see that. I had I had a discussion about, about actually Boy Meets World and Family Matters with Rachel while we were down there. Dude. Not because of Vader. Oh, not Family Matters. Dude, when Step by Step filmed... I'm. I think I'm on that fucking episode. Really find it. You, you told I, me that I too. I, I can't find it, like a clear clip of it. But I was there for when they filmed it. I remember seeing the actors like running through the park and shit. Dude, every every girl on Step by Step was so hot. Well, that's what I was talking to Rachel. Uh, that's what I was talking to Rachel about because. You know, they went down there. You remember, like, back in the day with TGIF, they used to have, like, oh, it's it's Disney World night where every episode is, uh, you know, they're all going down to Disney World. Like, you'd have Family Matters do that and then Step by Step and then, like, Full House or something like that. They did that recently, like, that whole concept night. They did that recently on uh, the animation, animation Domination with, like, Family Guy. They all had, like, a hurricane going through them. Which oh, I, right. I remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was which cool. that did, didn't air because of another reason. I don't remember if- but when it, when it when did it air? I don't remember. Oh, this was like two. This was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it was it, they didn't air it because of the hurricane that happened last year. Irene, I think so. Like yeah. they, they postponed it. Yeah, no, but they but they postponed it. But they they yeah they put it back on. But they did yeah, that with they, um I forgot they 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 did that with uh the Family Guy episode they did recently for the uh, Nativity. They changed that. But going off a tangent and back onto the topic. While I was down in Florida, um, I was a you know we did we did Disney a couple of days, but we went to Universal Studios on a Thursday, and we were I guess gracious enough to step inside of the Impact Zone. I know you guys oh. briefly mentioned it on the show last week. You Before know- we continue, I want to say Montreal Broski, keep listening to this. Do not tune out. I'm calling you out here right now. Yeah, listen to the fucking show. Bam roasted. Um, 
But yeah, no, I was able to go into the impact zone. And here's like here's the weird thing. We got there early. We got there around ten o'clock in the morning. And I, you know, I, the first thing I do, I go to the security guard, like the mark I am. I'm like, hey, where do I get tickets for the wrestling tonight? They say, hey, go over there to the customer service. So I go over to customer service. I'm like, yeah, hey, I want to get tickets. They're like, do you want the VIP tickets? I'm like, well, it's general admission. Why do I need VIP tickets? You know, they put what they do is they have VIP and they have regular regular tickets. So you just stand in a line. They give you like a ticket like you would get for a raffle. Where it has like a number on it, and then once you line up, they say, "Hey, line up at like six six thirty, and they assign, they put you in order of the ticket number you have. So let's say you have a really like high number on the regular standby line. It doesn't matter because there's about one hundred and fifty people in front of you that have VIP tickets. Now, did you ask what VIP tickets were? It, or you, no? ju- you just get in earlier, but you had to contact TNA management or like whoever does like that promotional stuff to be like, "Hey, guess what? I'm coming down. I want to go to the Impact thing." I just I looked at lady, like, uh, "You should have done that." It's it's Impact. I mean, if it was WWE when it was a free show and it was there, I'd be like, "All right, fine. Let me get the, the, the VIP tickets." I still got in. You know, I was still there. You can faintly hear me during the Brooke Hogan and uh, Hulk Hogan promo screaming "Railroad Rudy." Yes, you can because you just didn't listen, Brandon. Uh, we had it on full blast. Uh, yeah, I would, it kind of sucked. I, I listened to it, and Rachel heard it from the other room when I was watching it the other day. She's like, oh, you just said Railroad Rudy. I don't know. I, I, I had such a difficult time watching it. I know, because you just don't like Impact. No, I, I like Impact. I just don't like what they put on. Okay, but uh, could, <laughs> uh, continuing with, you, with, the, with the experience of going into uh, Impact. So you, you wait there for like an hour, hour and a half, and then they let the VIP line in, and then they're supposed to let you in the standby line in, but then they let all those like super uber marks that you see every single week on TV, they let them in before like anybody that's sitting there waiting in the Why? park. I don't know. I really don't Are they know. plants? Like, what the fuck? No, but you know that one kid that looks like Marilyn Manson that dresses up like Sting every single week? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I really don't like that guy. Neither do I. He walks by all of us and sees us online, and he lets out one of those giant Sting howls. He's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm fucking tough shit. I'm walking in. If he's listening to this, fuck you. Seriously. And, like, the, and does, like, the big I, Sting I, howl. I, I hate, like, the other day on Impact, he was wearing, like, a mask and, like, doing, like, just, like, weird little voodoo things to Dan Christopher Daniels. I'm like, dude, shh. Go the fuck away. Yeah, you see all those Uber marks that are sitting there, and I think I might have screamed a mark to him as he was doing the sting howl. Or maybe it's I. It's not a bad thing to be a mark. I, yeah, but, you know. It's this... a bad thing to be annoying, Mark. Yeah, he, yeah, he's an annoying, Mark. And I know, like, Brandon made this tweet. He's like, oh, I feel more family at uh, at wrestling events, but not. No, it. No, if I went to Impact, I would not feel like fucking family unless I was with family because. I don't know fucking anyone down there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Other promotions, we kind of like we've gotten to know people. So all right. Yeah. yeah. When you go to Impact Wrestling, it's kind of like you have that feeling where you just lose a puppy. Well, no. Well, then they hand out tickets all through the park all night long, all day long because they can't fill up the thing. Wait, do you have an actual physical ticket to Impact Wrestling or no? Do like me, like personally on me right now. Yeah. No, I don't because it's it's as I said, it's just that raffle ticket, and then once you go in, they take the ticket from you. That so there's so they don't give you like an, you have no proof other than pictures that I was in the impact zone. Uh, see, I hate that. Like, I hate going to events where they take the ticket or like you don't get a ticket or something. I to, to Brandon has OCD with his tickets. He doesn't no. like, even like it when I hang it up on my wall and there's a yeah, little yeah. Because who the fuck? Po- yeah, don't punch a fucking hole in it. Oh ticket. no, I, I I'm. Just- I don't even like printing tickets offline. I like having the actual physical tickets. I'm the same way. I have a whole ticket stub of, of, of concert tickets and, like, baseball tickets from 1999. Yeah, I mean, my right here, I opened my draw. My very first fucking event I have is a 
a Met game, my very first Met game from June 8th, 1998. Yeah, I think I have one from like 1989. Okay. So you, you wait on this line. They let the, the people outside in. They let the VIP people in. And then they let you in. And then you stand on another line. Like I stood on more lines waiting to get into Impact than I did on any of the rides that day. So you wait online, but as I said, they're handing out tickets to people because, you know, the people that come there for impact isn't a lot. You know, I can't, you know, I went to Universal, if I didn't, if I wasn't going to Universal Studios that day, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have gone to impact. But yeah, because uh, you have to, do you have to pay to get into the park uh, just going to No, impact? no, you don't. You yeah, d- that's about that. No, you don't. You, that's where that outside line is. That's where you line up by the Hard Rock Hotel, right? Yeah, by the Hard, uh, Hard Rock Cafe, I thought it was. I can see that being cool if you if you live know. down there. You got, like, nothing going on out Thursday night. You could be ju- just like, hey, I want to go to Impact. Yeah. yeah if I was in, within distance, I would be there every night. But I wouldn't be fucking Brandon dressing would, up like Brandon would end up shit. being that sting guy. Yeah, no, right? I wouldn't. I, I really you guys would be best friends. No, I'd you definitely would. If you went every Thursday, I would notice you and I would hate you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't notice me, but I would. You would notice me sitting there being a respectful fan. I mean, not, hate not is a strong mom. word, so maybe I wouldn't hate you, but yeah. I would take a disliking to you. Yeah. You, you would be, you would be so pissed at me. Like, why does that fat fucking redhead need another picture of Hulk Hogan? He's wearing the same shirt this week as he wore last week. Okay. Why is he sitting in his chair? Who brings his own chair? <laughs> Everyone else is standing. Oh no! But all this, all there's no seats on the there's there's no seats on the. When did you go into the impact zone? There's like one side of bleachers, the other side there's nothing on it. There's yeah, no, there, was, the, the side with the bleachers uh, when you're on the floor. Is there chairs there? Or no, there's, just, like, there's no. Okay, standing? so like you know, like there's the stage area, and then you go to like the right hand side. There's all those bleachers. The floor on that side, on the hard camera side, there's no chairs. But then you keep but, going wait, ar- going down the entrance ramp. Are there chairs? No. Because I remember in in the past they used to have chairs for the. It's all general admission, but the, here's the here's the thing that fucking sucks too. The, those those stands, those the grandstand area, I guess you can call it. There's that, and then there's one that's an op on the opposite side of the entranceway. But then on the floor to that opposite side, there's a bunch of chairs. Oh yeah, yeah. and then there's, uh, the, then there's the grandstand area. But like when you got in, like there was like four rows like in the front of the grandstand. Like I could have been like on camera the entire time you saw me a couple of times like i was able to notice myself um but they roped those off too so it's like you're waiting an hour and a half to get in there and you see all these great seats but they roped them off it's like how cheap are you that you can't afford to put chairs out for your fans yeah well it's no, it, it's, it's yeah, a soundstage about that i think it's about packing people in yeah it's a soundstage but also but also they have as i said the hard camera side there's nothing over there it's just all the production people and like the grips and everything like that. So it's like, so pretty much when you see Impact Wrestling and it seems like there's a lot of people it, there, there's not really a lot of people. They could definitely jam in another three, four hundred people on that hard camera side, but you have to have all that equipment and everything like that. You know, the experience itself. I mean, it was cool. It was cool to see. You know, it was, seeing as like I've never been to the ECW arena and all these like meccas of places that I well I don't want to say meccas. All these staples of professional wrestling. You know, I've never been to UCW Arena. I've never been to Reseda, California, or PWG Films. You know, it was cool. It was cool to go to an Impact. Uh, is it something I'm going to do again? No, 
Absolutely not. You know, I, I did it. I saw Hulk Hogan from a, a shorter distance, and a lot of people have ever seen him before. I saw Sting. I saw Kurt Angle. You know, I didn't stay for Bully Ray and Brooke Did they Hogan. have any dark matches? No, no dark matches. I was I thought there was going to be a dark match, too. I was, like, pumped for it. I was like, yeah, maybe we'll see somebody cool, blah, 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 blah. You know, apparently they filmed all that stuff down there. So you really didn't get to see too many matches. No. I mean, I saw a couple matches. My my younger sister, Brittany, came with us, and she was, like, obsessed with Brian Cage. She's like, he's so hot. I love him. She didn't say it like that, but... <laughs> she, Close to it. Yeah. she's And then she's like, I'm going to start watching wrestling now. I'm like, you don't want to start watching Sa- this. Sounds like her. I thought that was a good impression. Yeah. No. It doesn't sound like... <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's get off of last week's talk. Uh, wait, wait, I want to know more about the Impact Zone. What else do they... What if, do like, they have do, merchandise? Do oh, there's all concessions? Uh, oh, do there's all... There's, there's all uh, any other questions you want to ask me? Well, we kind of grouped in concessions, Dave. Is there's a whole TNA... Yeah. There's a whole TNA shop where they have all, like, old Impact action figures. Like, I saw a Scott Steiner action figure and an Amazing Red action figure that nobody's buying. No How offense. much were they? I don't like, know. Are I they all overpriced there? I didn't, I didn't even pay attention to it. I wasn't concessions. even... concessions? Did they have, like, food? Yeah, they had food. They had beer. They had Powerade. They had water. They had hot dogs. They had chips. Wow. They had... Did they, they have had a restroom? Yeah. No, you had to go outside of the soundstage and go around... And there was a bathroom around the corner. You should have done see, that. No, like, that, makes, that makes sense, though, for the because it's a soundstage, so yeah. not building a bathroom. They had the, they had those giant smoked turkey legs that they had at like Walt Disney and Universal Studios, and I was craving one of those all day long. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Universal. I'm gonna get a smoked turkey leg. So I wait online for ten minutes to get a hot dog, and I'm like, oh my god, they have a smoked turkey leg. I'm so <laughs> getting it, and I got it, and it was so good. And I yeah, was my, my older brother got home from Disney and goes, Brandon. I ate a smoked turkey leg. I was like, that's nice. I saw Chris and Rachel eating that on pictures. Yeah, no, it was so, we, I was craving it all day. It was so good. And I was waving it around at the beginning of Impact. So you like, if you see my long, lanky arms, you see like an extension of it and it's the turkey leg. And my sister was sitting there crying hysterically because I was being an, an idiot wrestling fan. Well, um, you weren't drunk though, right? No, not at all. That's so so, so it wasn't like DG USA? No, no, Dave. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't that drunk. No I, no, I wasn't drunk at all. I had like one beer the entire day. You had a Muggles and Wizards beer or whatever? Oh, I had butterbeer earlier in the day, which was so good. They have frozen butterbeer, which is amazing. But let, let, let's stop talking about my trip to – let's stop talking about that. Let's get on to – let's get on to things that happened after I went to the Impact Zone, and that was uh, the TNA Genesis pay-per-view. Um, let's just – before we go over prediction-wise, I just want to talk about one thing that TNA is changing. They're changing their pay-per-view formats because instead of doing – a pay-per-view every single month. They're going to be doing four big pay-per-views now a year, starting with Genesis. Then they're going to be doing Lockdown and Slammiversary. So, what's actually the, a paper? The pay-per-view. The pay-per-views are going to be all the all the pay-per-views that you buy. You pay per the view, and it's going to be all the pay-per-views that have storyline involved with them. I know this weekend they filmed two other pay-per-views, which were the Joker's Wild Tournament and the Ex- Extravaganza, but those are going to be like one-night-only type shots yeah, that have nothing that... to do with any sort of storylines. Story it's just going to be just straight wrestling. So that's what the one-night-onlys are? It's yeah. no storylines. It's just straight-up wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's, straight, it's, straight, it's a straight-just gimmick. It's a straight to gimmick. To me, that's even kind of pathetic, though. I, are you kidding me? That's awesome. I know. Are they, are they like, giving up on storylines? Like, are they? No, that, they're, they're, sa- they're saving them for the big four pay-per-views. Back- so, so, so pretty much they, they're not creative enough to create – to brainstorm and come up with creative ideas that to spread apart through 12, right. or 12 pay-per-views. Why do right. you need 12 I pay-per-views? Love- no, well, listen, I like, first of all, it's it's just because that's what we're used to. But I like the fact that they're doing these one-night-only events 
because it showcases great talent. Like we saw, I I saw Tony Nice was down there for the extravaganza one. Yeah, so it was so it was Jigsaw. Yeah, so that's awesome that they're doing that. I just think it's pathetic that, like Dave said, they can't come up with enough material. And that's what I think it comes down to. It's either that and then maybe uh, doing a pay-per-view to actually record it is a lot more money than uh, – actually, no, that doesn't make a difference because they're still going to have quote-unquote pay-per-views every month. So, I mean, the only thing that really changes is that they don't want to use their minds and be creative for 12 months. No, they're still using their minds and being creative because they're going to still give you, you know, impact wrestlings every single week. Yeah, but it, there's going to be no payoff at the end of the month. I mean, they, they, but they're they, going to have storylines go but, on for like two months now. But now they're going to be able to take these storylines yeah, and extend them. It could work, but it, I mean... Is it going to turn you, into you, something that we get really sick and tired of? I don't know. At, at least, God, thank God they don't have Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say, like, it, it could turn very quickly. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it could also turn for the better. So you got to kind of keep – but also, back in the day, you know, WWE-wise, you had four pay-per-views. That was it. Yeah, but I feel like things have ch- – it's a different era now. Yes, I know. I, you know, uh, wrestling fans have the attention span of nanoseconds. But now you can kind of extend out storylines and build it up. What Lockdown's what, March, I think? So you can kind of like build up things to go into that pay-per-view. I like – me personally, I like the idea. You know, because now, now keeping – as I, I'm repeating myself over and over. Longer storylines and then also two – your impacts, you can have bigger things happen. I'm just confused because I I don't know how a I don't know how buys are going to go because now it's taped. Everybody's going to be able to see the results before it's actually aired. No, not the I not mean, not like the the four big ones. No, not the four big ones, but the one night stands or whatever you want to mm. call them. I don't know if it's going to play be beneficial to have that or if it's going to actually end up hurting them. I mean, I, I, it goes back and forth. Like, look what happened with WCW and Foley, where they spoiled it and brought in uh, ratings. So, who knows? Yeah. Well, I like I like the fact that they're going to four big pay-per-views a year, you know, extend out storylines. But let's get on to, the, I guess, the first big pay-per-view of the year, which is TNA Genesis. Um, you had uh, – no, oh, you had, no, Brandon, you only got three right. I told Brandon that he won this, but uh, Dave oh, and – get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Dave, Brad won? Dave and Brad uh, tied for predictions. Sweet. Yeah, uh, but I was I was half picking for Brad. I know, but said that, that, so. No, okay, so then you get three and a half. You weren't half picking for him. You were picking your own. But I also was giving predictions for Chris. No, you weren't. I, you know what? That whole that whole segment got so confused to me. It was so confusing to me because you were yeah, just like, "Oh yeah, shit. what? Yeah, we we didn't give a shit enough." I'd rather record Those... myself taking a shit than talk about that again. Okay, well, I'm actually glad that you didn't. I'm. Glad that we spoke about TNA, but did you see the notes for last week, Chris? You saw yeah. the picture, right? I know. That's what. That's why I need to be here so I can keep everything all organized and ready to go. So let's talk about – okay, so prediction-wise. Right, let's keep on hyping up Chris on the show. Yeah, that's right. Putting me over a week. Chris Dog on Twitter. Yeah, there we go. So let's um, – so tag um, – Start off. I'm I'm just going in the order that you guys went in the tag team match. You were right, Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez went over Joey Ryan and Matt Morgan. Uh, uh, Brandon, you were right. I wanted Joey Ryan and Matt Morgan to win, but I think that Matt Morgan fucked up. Why? Because now the WWE and TNA lawsuit has been uh, uh, dropped or dismissed. Whatnot. Yeah, it's been settled. 
So now he could have went to WWE, and because he didn't wait till it to get all cleared up and whatnot, he re-signed with TNA, and I think that it's it's hurting him. I think I think TNA should have put the straps on Joey Ryan and Matt Morgan rather than Hernandez and Chavo Guerrero, but that's just me. You know, I can't believe how fucking different Matt Morgan looks from the-, the last time we saw him in WWE, though. I mean, I, I legit feel I I actually feel bad for him because it's not like he had a had too much of an option. I mean, you still have to make money and bring in money for your family. Yeah. And you have to decide whether or not you're going to re-sign this contract with TNA to bring money for your family or cross your fingers and hope that for the best and like hope that uh, TNA and WWE is going to um But who's who's to say that that WWE would throw Matt Morgan right on TV immediately? No, oh, no nobody says that. There's no there's never a guarantee. Yeah, who but says that who says the WWE wasn't gonna throw him in developmental and give him five hundred bucks a week? I honestly who, who I don't think WWE, I don't who says WWE was actually gonna sign him. Yeah, so you if, know what if he, WWE signed Matt Morgan, I don't think he would have been tossed into developmental. They they had him there in his system, in their system. I think yeah. the only reason why they got rid of him was because they had nothing to do with him. And look what he and, and look and look what he's done with TNA. You know, he's He's made a name for himself in TNA. Right. Instead of being, what, he could have went back. He could have done what, like, pretty much what almost Christian, Christian did. Right, Christian did it. Jeff Hardy did it. Mm-hmm. Who else did it? A many, a lot of people. Well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Jeff Hardy in a minute. But let's. Okay, so yeah, Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez win. Uh, Sting is predicted by you know the winners win over Doc. You know because he's Sting. He's the man called Sting. Uh, so you had the finals also of the X Division. Uh, I was actually watching Sting. I couldn't go to sleep till six a.m. last night. This morning, and right now we're recording at like uh, eight thirty nine, nine thirty. It's not, it's not, it's not uh, yeah. Um, but I, last night I was watching Sting versus uh, what is it? Um, Bru- Bruiser something, Brody? but it was Sting versus Brody? Kane. No, it was Sting versus Kane from WCW. Oh. oh yeah. All right. So the X Division uh, uh, tournament for number one contender ended. With uh, Christian York going over Kenny King, but Kenny King getting the upper hands and dumping Christian York on his head. This then, right after that, led to RVD coming out and facing Christian York for the X Division title, which I thought was so stupid. Like, they had RVD go out and check up on him, and then he was just like, you don't have to go through it, and they went through it. It just didn't make any... I, I think it's awful, an awful decision to have two X Division matches back-to-back. Back-to-back. When you don't, when it's such a rare match to have, yeah, I feel like it hypes the crowd up. I feel like the crowd is very hot during it and after it, and to have that, you could have used them uh, at better places during the event. Absolutely, yeah, I, it's I agree. Just, that, that that match was just like a reverse gauntlet match. Yeah, poor, 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 very poorly booked. Well, just, no, it wasn't poorly booked because I, I you think, know, I, I think it was poorly booked. I think it was poorly placed. I think all the competitors booked in those matches were solid i just I think, think that, that the, the book as in booking i mean the placement of the okay match. okay yeah the placement the of the match i agree with that yes it was was poor you could have put it you know you could have started off the show with the x division the title uh, the x division finals later on did a promo of christian york and then had rvd versus christian york later in the match because he was probably gassed you know from competing in yeah, a ma- guy's like 60 years old but he's still awesome uh, yeah, all right who the fuck is 60 years old christian york oh no, but he, it, honestly, he's winning me over. No, he's winning me over too. All yeah, right. He's ready for – nah, never mind. Uh, all right, so you had Devon facing off against Joseph Park. Joseph Park, uh, you know, doing some training in OVW. I guess he wasn't successful because Devon still got the upper hand and got the win. 
Yeah, now the problem is, who actually cares about this? About Joseph Park? Yeah. yeah it's something to add to the show. I mean, Did I, I want... looking for Abyss? Yeah, I think so, and now he's I just training on his own. what the fuck. Yeah, and then he had such a hatred towards Billy Ray, and now he's, like, buddy-buddy with him. Yeah, because Billy well, Ray... not buddy-buddy. They, they kind of, they, they cleared that up. We'll talk that about that on Impact, maybe. Yeah, yeah, all right. So then you had a gauntlet match to, for the uh, new number one contender for the Knockouts title, which Brad, who knows nothing about TNA, knows <laughs> nothing about the product itself, guessed doesn't correctly. Doesn't know who Velvet Sky is. Yeah, doesn't know who Velvet Sky is. Doesn't know per- the history between me and her. Yeah, guessed correctly. Okay. What up, Jamie? Um, so, yeah. So, Velvet Sky's the new number one contender. Uh, you had an um, an add-on match that you guys didn't predict. Uh, you had Mr. Anderson defeating Samoa Joe with a little bit of help from Aces and Eights. So, I actually chose Mr. Anderson for this match. But you didn't say it yeah, on the show last Mike week. So Knox Bam distracted him. Yeah, with the distraction from Mike Knox. Um, James Storm and Christopher Daniels, you guys were all wrong on. Christopher Daniels getting the win, and the winner of this match, which is Christopher Daniels, gets a TNA title shot I think that at Im- both, Impact on January 24th. I think that no matter who won this match, it's still well-deserved, yeah. and it's not really – I'm not, not looking at, at it as a bad thing. I love the fact that Christopher Daniels won. Have we ever seen him as champion? I, yeah. We have. Okay. I think so. Okay, I'm not too sure on that one. I was thinking I, about that this morning. I should have looked it up. I apologize. Yeah, I think he was champion like when they first started up at some point. Okay, all right, all right. So, continue, so we have a new number one contender, and now you have your main event of the night, which was Austin Aries versus Bobby Roode versus Jeff Hardy, with as predicted by all of us, Jeff Hardy getting the win. Now, here's my question to you. Jeff Hardy, like, you know, he was down and out in that entire match. Comes out of nowhere, hits a twist of fate, and hits a, and hits a swanton bomb and gets the win. Do you think he's getting the John Cena treatment in TNA? Where John Cena can be out of the match, be down and out, bam, hits an attitude, Justin wins the match. I don't think so, because I think that's a lot of wrestlers. I think that's just wrestling, that a move could be hit at any time. You could be out of the match the entire time, and then hit that one move that puts you over. I mean, you could put the same argument with Randy Orton, Wade Barrett, so many Sheamus, so many like every every wrestler. It's the same thing. But do you think Jeff Hardy has that like kind of like John Cena? Is he the John Cena of TNA, no, where he's like no, kind of like the face? I, I you don't, don't think? Know. You don't yeah, think so? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Oh, by I, the I, way, uh, Christopher Daniels has never been champion. Oh, he hasn't. No. no. Okay, so this is well-deserving. After kind of putting AJ Styles out of his misery this year, now uh, coming in and getting the World Heavyweight title shot. So Genesis, yeah, Genesis was a pay-per-view. It was a, a necessary, I guess, pay-per-view. We'll see how they do it. With- I, I, I do like that they call it Genesis, and it's the first pay-per-view of the year. I know, I know. Somebody who uh, who decided that one. Uh, pretty, yeah, uh, I, I got to give that guy props. Yeah. Or woman, whichever one. Whoever it was. Uh, but yeah, so let's... Why, uh, why don't you explain why to the fans? Because it's the start of something brand new, something fresh. Yeah, if you, no one knows what Genesis means, and we're not talking about the console, Sega Genesis, which was... Which was sick. If which you, was you awesome. You have one by I, every WWE game. I have it. Upstairs, I never owned a WWE game for Sega Genesis. I don't think I did either. I just owned all the Sonic games. Dude, I, I had I, Aladdin... I, I think I had Steel Cage. Aladdin was awesome, and I beat Power Rangers the movie. That was awesome. Okay, speaking of Power Rangers the movie, in Hollywood Studios, they have the worn uh, yellow and pink ranger 
uh, suits in Hollywood Studios, at Planet Hot, the Planet Hollywood store. Isn't isn't it so fucked up now that we're older? Looking back on the colors, I mean, the black guy was the black one, the Asian was yellow, yellow yeah, the girl was pink. Like, it's kind of messed up. The blue, the, the nerd was blue, Billy, right? Yeah, yeah. Billy. but he was like the only one that went through like all of them, like Power Rangers, Neo, and Faraway Planet, Power Rangers, and stuff like that. Then, like, the white supremacist guy was white. It was just Look, fucked what up. What are you talking about? White Ranger was... It was the Green Ranger first. Yeah, because he was evil, slimy, and then he knew he's the Wait, new leader. he wasn't evil when he was the Green Ranger. Yes, he was. Tommy was, he was not evil. a bad guy. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. He dated Kimberly. Yeah, he, Dude, he was. No, he was a bad guy. I Tommy, will big... No, he was, no he was Brandon, 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 I will big O slap chop bet on you on this. Tommy By the way, it was his birthday yesterday. Had birthday. on him a power that the... That the that he got placed on him, I think. Yeah, no, it was no for he, like one episode. No, no for, it was a whole a saga. A bad guy. Tommy. That's how they brought him in. He was a bad guy. He came into the school. He beat up uh, the 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 gay one. No, I shouldn't say no. The, Which one was gay? Well, the uh, Red Ranger. A, I think the red one did. Pull. The Red Ranger <laughs> that does gay porno. Yeah. Who's not gay, by the way? I don't think. No, but any, but regardless, that's one. Um. Yeah, no, he was brought in as a bad guy. He beat Tommy, and no, Tommy was the Green Ranger, and he was all bad. And then they meet the Green Ranger, and he was all bad, and he had the Dragon Zord, and yeah. What was the bad guy's name? Zoltar? No, no. that was Zordon. Uh, it was Rita was the, was the the blue face was the guy that they yeah all went Zordon, to. and then Rita was the bad one, and ah, then Zordon, make my monsters grow. And then was, there was Lord was Zed. Alpha, that was Alpha. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was Alpha. And then Lord Zed was the bad guy that they brought in uh, with the movie. All right. I have a Lord Zed figure. Okay, all right. So we're digressing now. Let's get on to, <laughs> let's get on to Impact. My, I have to, before we move on to that, I just have to say my favorite Power Ranger thing of all time was the Dragon Zord call. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I remember it. Don't worry. Uh, it used to be a big Power Ranger mark. Anyway, let's get on to Impact Wrestling. I used for- to bring them into school and play with them. Yeah, I actually actually know my my uh, White Ranger power figure because I just had a huge federation with like all of my action figures. He used to I be like you say you had a chubby for the white one. Yeah, no, Amy Jo Johnson, man. <clears throat> oh man, Amy Jo Johnson, what a fucking hottie. Yeah, right. What's that, that? What the you don't Ranger. know who Amy Jo Johnson is? No. Picture of the week, Amy Jo Johnson. It was going to be a picture of the uh, the blank side of. The... Jeez, I'd like to see a pink picture of her. <laughs> you fucking creep. Anyway, Impact Wrestling from this week. So Christopher Daniels is now the number one contender for the heavyweight championship in TNA, and he got to uh, face off against Jeff Hardy, but not in a singles match, in a tag team match, where uh, Hardy and James Storm beat Bad Influence, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. I have to admit, I love the the Casamania shirt. Okay, I gotta say, I love the Casamania shirt. I agree with you with that. I hated the fact during that Jeff Hardy promo, the entire crowd was chanting, "You still got it." He's had it. For the a guy while. is in his yeah. 30, in his thirties or mid thirties. That How, was fucking when the, stupid. When the fuck did he lose it? When did he retire and come back? When did he get hurt and come back? You still got it. Shut the fuck up. Yes. By the way, was that the Pink Ranger? What? Yes. You know she's like forty years old now. Oh yeah, that's, that's gonna be a picture of the week. Amy Jo Johnson doing her like uh, pterodactyl thing. It was as, as I said, it was gonna be a picture of like the total blank side of Impact Wrestling. We could do both. We could put them side by side. 
Or, or, or yeah, why, why don't we shop in the impact zone? Unfortunately, I don't have time to Photoshop it today. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, okay, Dave. Dave, you're gonna, Dave, you don't have, you don't even own a PlayStation, let alone you own an N64. I own a PlayStation. It's just PlayStation One, <laughs> and it still works. All right, but uh, yes, Jeff Hardy and James Storm get the upper hand. But I mean, get the win. But Christopher Daniels gets the upper hand, taking out Jeff Hardy afterwards and uh, posing on top of Jeff Hardy. So next That's- week, we're gonna see. Uh, we will see Jeff Hardy versus Christopher Daniels for the TNA World Heavyweight Title. And if Jeff Hardy still has it, and you know Christopher Daniels is the wrestler that he is, this is gonna be a great match. I'm pretty. I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a very inter- uh, entertaining match. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for it. Uh, you had the uh, results of gut check. With last week having Jay Bradley face off against Brian Cage, um, the match itself—you know—I didn't get to talk about it last week. I loved it. I think it was a great match. You know, I forgot who Jay Bradley reminds me of—a very young Bradshaw. I—I'm yeah. so happy that you said that because I was—I think I tweeted about that last night, or else I was going to. But I agree with you. But right when he came in, like when he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Yeah, and at the beginning of when he was Bradshaw, I feel like he reminds me a yeah, lot of he, that. He really does. I was just like, wow. When I was sitting there, I'm like, wow, he really reminds me. because the lariat too, or the boomstick, as he likes to oh, call it. Exactly. He has the same exact like size and uh, physique about him. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he's holy shit muscular, but yeah. like he's just like oh, like I don't know. Like it's not chubby, but like you see that he's fit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, I agree. But like, I don't know how to really describe it, but he has the same exact body type, and I agree with you. Jay Bradley does though win the gut check, beating out Brian Cage. Not just because he got the the win, because he just had the, the personality about him. You know, they were putting him over big time. That Brent, was so fucking Brent. stupid. That that whole fucking segment. They're all chanting no to Jay Bradley, and and Brother Love's like, well, I have to agree with the fans. They uh. You get a reaction from them, so I'm going to give you a yes. Yeah, he wasn't – obviously, you don't agree with the fans, but you're agreeing with them. You you like the fact that he's getting a, a reaction from the crowd. Yeah, I mean I like – as everybody knows, any reaction from any crowd is better than nothing. Absolutely. I didn't – I mean I like the fact that they changed it to have two unsigned talents facing off. And then they that, had- that's what's also bullshit though because fucking Brian Cage was getting a fucking pop from the crowd. They were chanting yes, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So he, I, what kind of fucking shit is that? You're, and you're for a, those that don't know, Brian Cage is part of the Unbreakable FM Machines with Mike Elgin and PWG, which yeah. we'll talk about a little bit later. Absolutely, you know, Chris bro. and I, before we were talking about Brian Cage and we were looking him up because I knew he did some time in FCW. He did also he? Yes, yeah. and he also came from Deep South Wrestling where Chris Canyon asked him to be Mortis. So really? Where Chris Canyon, if he ever came and not fake back, Mortis. his name would still be relevant yeah. uh, for the so, uh, for the record at i was watching ready the rumble the other night and i did notice uh canyon in the front row and i loved it yeah when at the scene where the yeah and his icy t-shirt during the cage match yeah don't stand too close to the cage during a ladder match or whatnot yeah, yeah. um but yeah no uh, you know and also too like earlier in the day impact wrestling was like oh vote for who do you want to win and it was like i, I right down the middle it was ridiculous, but then it it meant nothing because it went down to the hands of the judges. And I thought Jay Bradley definitely deserves it. He's been making a big name for himself at uh, Revolution 
what, what is resistance it? bro yeah resistance fuck yeah revolution he's the uh, there's resist- so many other revolutions he's yeah he's the resistance pro champion i believe yeah right now. so yeah good for i mean good for jay bradley i want to see him on tv and i want to see him he could definitely be a big player in impact wrestling hey I, as if- we said before i think he reminds me a lot of bradshaw and i feel like they could definitely use him very well over there yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. maybe he could be a member of Aces and Aids. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You never know. Maybe he is already. Whoa. Whoa. See, that's that's a good thing too, because yeah, you have Wes Briscoe who won this gut check. You have Jay Bradley who won this gut check, and both. I think you know if you're if you're a smart Mark wrestling fan, know that these guys both have, you know, are both in Aces and Aids. Yeah, so they both once, have alter egos. Yeah, so one, but once you see the reveal of both these guys, like it's Jay Bradley and Wes Briscoe, these guys won gut check, and now they have you know. You can you can play that up too. It'll be great because. But see, to me, that's bullshit. That's fucking calling the fans fucking stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's I it, I don't think it's calling the fans stupid, but it's. it's... I, I just I I want to be surprised with some of these unmaskings. I, yeah. I like I want them to somehow keep it very DL. Hell, at the last on that day that you're taping the paper, uh, the event, just bring in somebody that you were gonna sign or whatnot, or that you did sign, who hasn't been in Ace and Ace and Eights. This way, there's no rumors on the news sites or anything saying this guy is in Aces and Aids. Bring him in that that same day. Yeah. I think it would go over big time. You know, it's I'll, like that's that's on that's mass member of Aces and Eights number eight. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about this last, but since we're talking about Aces and Eights, we kind of have to talk about it. The uh, the wedding of Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan um, was actually tarnished by Aces and Eights. Because let's let's talk about the stupid fucking bullshit where TNA puts out this fucking press release saying they're having a bachelor party for Bully Ray in New York City on what this past Wednesday night. First of all, I saw pictures from it. It looked like it was Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and a bunch of fucking girls who were not hot enough. All I have to say is Tommy Dreamer can do whatever the fuck he wants. Because like two two weeks ago he's on he's on WWE programming now he's on TNA programming and I the- I think that he's probably he has to be one of my favorite wrestlers not because of not only because of what he does in the ring but because of his personality and character that he has outside of the ring the best the was- fact the Go- fact that he puts he goes to WWE being one of the biggest names and he could put over the younger talent in the Shield he'll go to TNA and he'll even put over the younger talent or whatever storyline in Aces and Eights I think it's great. Yeah, and also, but also too, he goes. I keep saying also too. I'm sorry. He like sent out a tweet. He's like, "Oh, took a picture with the the pre- the uh, owner of uh, TNA. Maybe next week when I'm on Raw, I'll have a no, picture no, no. with Vince." He said, and and at, at the Royal Rumble, did he fucking spoil shit for me? Yeah, I think I think he spoiled it because he was saying that uh, he took the picture. He said like, "I'm taking a picture with the prettiest owner I know or whatnot. I hope Vince takes a picture of with me at Royal Rumble." <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. Maybe. Oh yeah, I. I I feel like he's one of those untouchables in wrestling where no matter who you are as an owner or of a promotion, you want him part of your company just because of his willingness to work. Yeah, I, I totally well, – I, He was he was one of the major fucking players in ECW though behind the scenes. Yeah, oh, big time. I mean let's not forget that Zack Ryder may not be where he is without him. Uh, I meant – first of all, I meant the original. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know where you went but I'm also saying that as well. Yeah, also, yeah, Zack Ryder. I mean he gave Zack Ryder that opportunity whether or not – that was creative who went to them with it or whether it was Tommy Dreamer that said, hey, look, I'm on my way out. Hey, but you know what? He still he still said, yes, I'll I'll let him beat me. Yes, I will. All right, so yeah, okay. So terrible bachelor party. 
Brandon didn't like it. Brandon really wanted to go, but he couldn't. I would um, never, ever go to something that stupid. So uh, – With but, the bachelor party, I definitely – I popped when they had Spike Dudley. Oh, yeah. So did I. When he came – oh, I didn't see the bachelor party. I was in the beginning of Impact when he came out. Yeah, and it, it was Spike Dudley. I was like, no way. But I just, Brandon brought up the point. How are they calling him Spike? I mean – They're not. They're calling the, him Brother Runt. They no, they Brother called Runt. him Spike. Yeah, I thought I heard them say Spike a few times. Oh. And I forgot that they called him Brother Runt and TNA too because they used to call him LSD, right? Well, they they referred to him when I think Mike Tanay was like, "Oh, we refer to him in TNA as Brother Runt," or something like that. I have. I, I, yeah, I always like his finisher, the acid Holy, drop. Holy yeah. Ray was one hundred percent calling him Spike. I don't know if anyone else was, but yeah, yeah, what? So I but, don't know. So you have, uh, you know, you have the. Uh, let's get back to the wedding part of it itself. Yeah. So yeah, Tommy Dreamer, Brother Runt, the uh, dude, those groomsmen. Tits, are you kidding me? What? Those tits. Oh, dude, I'm I'm sorry, but if, if if one person out of that bridal party upstaged Brooke Hogan, it was Miss Tassmacher. Oh my god, I would no suck way. on those for days. Fuck oh, that, no way, no but, way. But fuck that. No, just in general, <laughs> fuck that. Why? Who do you think was better? Mickey James first. No, of all. I'm sorry. Oh, she, she was gorgeous. She lost a ton of weight, and she look looks great. More weight. Not to say, not to say that you have to lose weight to look good. Oh yeah, like, look at Brandon. All, Brandon, but... Brandon's a specimen. <laughs> but yeah, so is, by, by, by those tits, I was talking about Brooke Hogan, though. Honestly, I think Luke Luke Hudson must have jizzed in his pants when he saw her come out. You kidding? He's still beating off after t- thinking about it. No, he moved on to a porn star. Really? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> it's pretty funny if you go to his uh, Twitter account and just read them. You will honestly sh- piss yourself laughing. Is it, is it still like Lisa Varen fan? No one. No, no. Now it's Mickey uh, James. Or Alexis. Yeah, like Alexis Laurie fan, I think. Oh, okay. I, I felt, do we follow him? No. Oh, god damn it. All right. Why, you want to? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> we uh, don't even follow Uncle Magic. Yeah, how can we have fun? And yeah, how, yeah. Fuck. All right. All right. So let's, okay. Aces and eights. Brooke Sabbath- titties had to have been popping out right in front of her dad's face. <laughs> Seriously, her nipples had to be full out. They had to have been. Ariel they is all over the place. Um, it, um, but anyway, yeah, Aces and Eights sabotages the wedding because it turned out that Taz was the newest member of Aces and Eights. He tried to stop Billy Ray from getting uh, involved with yeah, uh, Brooke classic, Hogan. Classic wrestling wedding fashion. Yeah. But the thing is, they, they made, he made a mention to his uh, leather jacket or to his suit tux being a little bit too tight in the beginning of the show. Yeah. So it was kind of like... It was Force foreshadowing that, was maybe that we didn't fucking see. And I don't think – when he was talking about it, he goes, oh, look how great my tux looks. I don't think the commentators they, – they knew the payoff. They didn't know how to react to when Taz said that, I don't think. I liked, what, I liked when he, he said, is it hot in here? And he turns around, my mouth drops. I was like, no way. Well, I don't oh. think that segment was uh... – when, his, when, his, when he took the jacket off, when he took the jacket off first, I was like, holy shit. How did I not realize that was a leather fucking vest? And yeah, turned around. I was like, "Oh, he's turning around." So it's fucking yeah. No, it's like I realized it was aces and eights as soon as he took the fucking jacket off. I, I loved I it. I was on the phone with Brandon when this happened, and literally, I, he may have came right on no. the phone. I'm not too sure, but he marked the fuck out. I dude, I went nuts. I thought it was awesome. I was on the phone with David, and David goes, "So, do you know the ending yet?" I was like, "No," but I saw a tweet by Tommy Dreamer, and then I saw Taz take the the jacket off. I was like. Hold on, David. I'm gonna have to call you back. No, so like, oh, you're like, holy yeah. shit, holy shit, holy shit. Um, I gotta, uh, I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, I loved it. I thought the ending of Impact was great. That was and- that was very well done. Except what the fuck? Like why Taz? I don't know. Taz, we'll have to. He's not, like- not going to be wrestling. There's no fucking way he's going to be wrestling. Maybe he'll I, he'll manage. I, I like it. I love it. I think it's great. And I think on commentary like. Well, that's why they have that new guy too, I guess. Yeah, maybe to wean Taz. No, because he's like a fucking friend of Hulk Hogan. And he's probably like, yeah, I'm. Uh... That guy's terrible. I so I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't know. I who knows? Maybe he'll still do commentary and just be a little bit more biased. Kind of like back in WCW when they used to have the NWO commentators. When yeah. Bischoff used to commentate, I would like that. I would like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. Like I wouldn't mind seeing it. I always said that I would like to see another uh, faction similar to DX yeah. uh, to uh, NWO, and they're they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see next week what Taz has to say about this whole Aces and Eights thing. We'll see a uh, what appears is going to be an awesome World Heavyweight Title match. Um, and yeah, that's. I oh, mean, it, what? Um, I forgot to say, but we kind of skipped over it a little bit, I think. But Rude and Aries. Yeah. The I. I love their interactions. They're they're going back and forth. I know you didn't like it because it reminded you of Team Hell No a little bit too Me? much. No, I mean I like it, but yeah, you, you said all like two episodes ago. Oh, okay, yeah. No, but Brandon said that last week. No, uh, Chris said it two weeks ago too that it was very Team Hell No, and he didn't. He yeah, fan you know what? But like, I, I you know what? I, I don't like it because these guys were both, you know they're pairing two guys that should be in the World Heavyweight Title picture and they put them together because they have nothing to do with them. Well, I, they have I don't nothing think to do with them. Ha- I'm sorry, what? They have nothing to do with them. And then, like, what you built up for the past, like, month, month and a half, you built up Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan to take on the tag team division, the tag team titles, to give them two opportunities. These guys, those guys should be the tag team champions right now. They have a good chemistry. You know, Matt Morgan comes back in as a fucking wrecking ball, stealing Hulk Hogan shit. It would be great if they put the tag team titles on him. You have nothing to do with Austin Aries and Bobby Roode right now. You put them together, they're probably going to win the tag team championship. I don't I, like it. I, I, I think it's very smart. I mean, I feel like it's going to get with the Morgan and Ryan. I feel like it's going to become one of those things of when they'll, you know, that it will happen at some point. I don't think that just because of how big they've been that they should autom- like they, they should be tag team champions. But Chavo Guerrero teams with Hernandez one week. The next week, they win the tag team titles. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wasn't a fan Holy of that shit. either. But I'm definitely I just, a fan I just, of- I, I'm. What the fuck are you guys talking about? I just I'm tuned the fuck I'm, out. I'm definitely a fan of Aries and Rude and their interactions with each other. I, I don't really see – I see the similarities with Team Hell No, but I love the chemistry together, and no. I'm 100% okay, and I want to see more of it. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how it, how it progresses, but Especially it looks like they're going to be – No Mexicans comment. Oh, yeah, before the that was I was very surprised that, that he even went there on live TV, but it fit the character, and I, I loved it. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. We don't have to talk about really anything else with Impact. Let's get on to some, uh, some independent wrestling talk. Where uh, was Glenn and Ashley? Who the hell is Glenn and Ashley? Yeah, Brooke Hogan's best fucking friends. Like, yeah, I hated. You the- got Bully Ray's friends. Why the fuck aren't Brooke Hogan's friends there? Yeah, I hated the fact that they didn't bring in anybody. Like, made, they didn't make it any realistic. There was no Nick. Like, Hogan. T- TNA made it like we fucking forgot that there was a whole fucking reality show and a spinoff series. I love how there was all those memes with the Hogan knows best memes. Have you seen? Did you see those? No. Oh, not so- yet. Oh, they're so good. Definitely look those up. All right, let's stop talking about Impact. Um, I think I think we spent more time on Impact than I think we've spent in like months ever. Yeah. yeah. So because we usually we just skim, we like 
just go straight through it. But now that we have like you know Insider being in there, but all right, let's continue on independent wrestling wise. Chris we, is an ace is an ace. What? I said, oh, Chris is an ace and an ace. Drink beer and wear fucking biker vests. <laughs> Sign me up. And just be a fucking bum. All right, uh, let's talk about some independent wrestling. We spoke about it a couple weeks back on the show, how we were excited about it. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorillas DDT4, their annual tag team tournament. And this was also the uh, El Generico's, uh, I guess, farewell to uh, the independent wrestling circuit. And he had a uh, big hand in this one. The cool thing about this was that the fact that the PWG tag team titles changed twice in that night. I think it's great. You have could, we, could we run down the results real fast? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to do. I just want to talk about the tag team titles changing. You know, we just spoke about them. Brian Cage and Mike Elgin, the unbreakable fucking machine, uh, defeated the Super Smash Brothers, who were the uh, last year's DDT4 champions, finished them first, beat them first round, win the tag team titles. I thought that was a great idea. And then nobody, nobody expects Super Smash Brothers to be out of this. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought it's great booking. But then later that night, you have the Young Bucks beating Cage and Elgin to get into the finals and win the PWG tag team titles, which was, I thought that was great too, but also the Young Bucks are, you know, a solid tag team. You know, they're well-known, they're well-respected, way to put the tag team titles on. Maybe not by Booker T, but... Yeah, maybe not by Booker T, but whatever. Oh, man. So then you have your finals is we we said that El Generico was going to be out on... We heard El Generico was going to be out on injury, and he was going to be replaced with Willie Mack. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, he wasn't replaced by Willie Mack, and you got uh, the tag team of Steen and Generico going all the way to the finals. Yeah, they had to go through the Briscoe Brothers and Future Shock. Yeah, which was which was awesome. And then they unfortunately lose to the Young Bucks. The winners of DDT Four for 2013 are the Young Bucks. But you know they they went out in style. And after the match, you had El Generico's uh, I guess goodbye because. He's going back to Mexico to take care of the orphans. Didn't say anything about uh didn't say anything about going uh to the WWE. He's going back to Mexico and going to the orphans and him and Kevin Steen have a very long hug and embrace and Kevin Steen I liked I liked when uh Al Generico goes, You guys are the fans that have been there and you guys deserve to know my real name. Is El Generico? Yeah, because I'm it, from Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that was from the speech from he did another event um, a few days ago at Battle War Pro Wrestling Battle War, uh, War Seven in Montreal. He faced uh, Chuck Taylor, and then after the match, he did a, a very long speech, just thanking everybody because it was his last uh, indie match in Canada. Yeah, as opposed to in the USA. Yeah, and he being Canadian, it was very uh, close to his heart. Yeah, and also PWG is very close to his heart. So what you know, like a, that's a solid like last weekend on the Indies. You do the maybe one promotion that has backed you for a long time, and then you go back to your you go back to home and you do that as well. I thought it was I think it's great. But, you know, apparently it's been all confirmed now that WWE has signed El Generico. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be reporting to Developmental. We don't know if he's going to be El Generico. I know you guys... We don't know if he will be reporting directly to Developmental. Yeah, but... You know, I the... really hope it's El Generico. It's, you know what? The... Yeah, you guys spoke about it last week, and I wanted to give my two cents on it. It's not, it's not going to be El Generico because he... WWE likes to own everything that they can... All, every wrestler's name that they can get their hands on. Like, look at, um, you know, the Attitude Era. Gangrel owns Gangrel. If you look at the load-up screen. I don't think it's Gangrel, though. It's another company that owns Gangrel. 
Yeah, like uh, yeah. So they have to give them the. They have to give them credit. They want to own everything that they possibly can, so that way they don't have to give any sort of rights out or anything like that. And yeah, that was the whole thing with Vampire that. Warrior on the Indies. Yeah. Okay. He's vampire. Okay. I'm sorry. No, so, no, no. I'm just, I'm just talking about what Brandon was saying. How somebody else owns it. But I don't I, think he's going to give up El Generico to the WWE because what happens if he goes back on the Indies and wants to wrestle? Well, what as happens El if they just pay him to use the name? I mean, look what they they allowed CM Punk to use it. I know, but. Because CM Punk still, he's like, we want, we want to have your name copywritten under WWE. He said, hell, he says no. Yeah, so that what's was, to say that what's to put him in a different category than El Generico? Because what if he's what if he's Le Generique? Le, and he's French. Yeah, isn't he French already? Yeah. He's French Canadian. He's not right, French. So I'm sure he's, he's very difference. fluent in French. He's, he's, yeah, he's very fluent, fluent in that in Mexican, and Mexican, <laughs> Spanish. Mexican. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't think he's gonna go underneath El Generico. Also, to, also, CM Punk, it was in that same era as the MVP, where they didn't have to own your name. And pretty much after the MVPs and the CM Punks came up, WWE wants to own everybody's name. That's why they changed. You know, he was Brett Matthews on the Indies, and now he's Zack Ryder. You know, it was you know every, all those guys. Look at um, Brody Lee. Brody Lee isn't Brody Lee. He's, Matt Stryker was Matt Stryker. Yeah, but also, too, he was in that same kind of genre era that he came in. Now they want to just own everything that they can possibly get their hands on. You know, Chris, it would have been awesome if he was Chris Hero, but they want to keep your name. So he's Cash Zono now. So I think it's going to, I'm hoping, like, tr- trust me, you know, El Generico is one of my favorites. I'm crossing my fingers that he gets to keep the same mask gimmick and all that stuff in the OLAs, but he's not going to come out to Bouncing Souls. I, th- I, know I, I think c- that it would only be smart to have uh, him maintain this gimmick because I feel like it would get over the fans uh, very easily. Oh, it would, the be, Bouncing Souls it would be song, huge. It's yeah, not, especially he, especially if, with that. If they're if not going to do that. Make a th- if you keep the, main, the theme song as Olay, I feel like it's going to get over with the fans a lot quicker, and you'll probably see one of the quickest... Um, um, interactions I, with uh, between yeah, a wrestler and a crowd. He could be one of the most successful wrestlers in WWE, and it's so weird that we're even talking about this because you spoke about uh, it last it was week. Like, yeah, yeah, because you and me, Chris, we fucking said we couldn't see him, El Generico being signed by TNA or WWE. And the next week, literally, there were rumors. Yeah, and then he was there. Yeah, so I t- I, I agree. I I don't think he's going to use LA because CM Punk had the you know CM Punk had copywritten you know WWE music for the longest time you know music that was written for the WWE that WWE has their you know their gra- grasp on that it was, Randy Orton used I mean yeah. if anything he he could use it in NXT well, I mean yeah. they've had uh, I think Daniel Bryan used. Uh, Whatever it was, final countdown. He, no, he, he did. Yeah, well, that yeah. was before like NXT was what NXT is now. That, you know, that's also some bullshit though with NXT because well, I don't understand why they don't. If they want a superstar, they're keeping NXT superstars' names mm-hmm. from NXT to WWE. But if you want to do that, why don't you? Why aren't you consistent with the with the storyline and the names? Well, they 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 are. Uh, Seth Rollins wrestled most recently on NXT, and he was as the Shield. Yeah, but when Biggie he lost Langston, the NXT title, Biggie Langston's fucking the top of the face line in the fucking that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I, yeah I, I what do you? No, I understand what you're saying, but no, I, I do agree. I think that they can make a mention of him being the current NXT champion. He's the biggest fucking face in NXT. Like the no. whole roster came out to celebrate this past week when he won it. Well, the, the whole the whole roster also came out to fucking beat the hell out of the Shield as well. well they came out to support him. 
Yeah. So it's like, what kind of shit is that? Uh, one person. Okay. I know. Okay, we're we're getting off a topic here. We're going to talk about WWE in a minute. Uh, you know, from last week, you guys were talking about people getting signed. Spoke about how Sammy Callahan and Adam Cole are allegedly supposed to be getting a tryout match soon, which I'm totally for. One person that I know Dave said that he thinks going to get signed is Kevin Steen. Um, I know I said this with El Generico. I don't think as much as I love Kevin Steen. I think Kevin Steen is a great wrestler and he's a great. I do not think he is going into the WWE anytime soon because Why? he doesn't. He doesn't fit that mold like that. Yeah, there's nothing for him Dean, to do. Dean Ambrose does, but there's not no, for not even Kevin like Steen to do in WWE. No, not even not even that. It, it, it's not even the fact that there's nothing for him to do. It's just body wise. How tall is he? He's a you know he's a he's even said it. He's like he's even said it in interviews. He's like I don't take care of myself. He's like if I you know if he Kevin Steen said if he commits himself more. To like going to the gym and stuff like that, he would probably be in the WWE. But the fact that he doesn't is that's the only thing that's keeping him from it. He's a big I, fat I, guy. I, dis- he, I disagree. He's one of those guys. He's like, he's he's bigger. He's not over six feet. He's kind, he looks like Turtle from Entourage. I can see that. Okay, it's like what the fuck is WWE going to do with him? Are you sure he's not six foot? No, he's not six foot. But no, nothing nothing against Kevin Steen. I just don't see him getting signed to WWE. That's right. just, but that's just me. Agree to disagree, Dave. Right? Damn right. All right. So then let's uh, let's just take a brief break, and we'll be right back. I'm marking out. Yo, this is New Jack, and you listening to Marking Out? You nasty cum burping fucking bitch. Welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, and let's get on to the sports entertainment side of things, and let's get on to SmackDown. Oh damn! I know. <laughs> I was getting ready to say it. What Monday Night Nitro? Yeah, you you can say it in full effect later on in the show. So let's start off with our goods, bads, and our middles. Uh, let's start off with the middles of the show because there's only two of them. We have uh, Dolph Ziggler and AJ defeating Kali, Kali and Natalia. I like how AJ was showing her crazy side and biting Natalia in the match. Oh no! I, so do I. I mean, I liked I liked the match. I mean, it was good to have Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown, putting him over, also putting over Biggie Langston, attacking after the match. But I know Dave didn't like it because Kali was on TV. Yep. And I think I just think that Dolph Ziggler, it's he's a workhorse. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's, he's one of these guys, and I know I hate to say workhorse because we heard CM Punk say that about Tyson Kidd last week or two weeks ago, or whatever. But. Dolph Ziggler is that guy that I've never seen a bad match, really. That I mean, I have seen some here and there spots. But. I was I was looking at this. I found this. Like, uh, WrestleZone posted it. Uh, Ardo Ocal, apparently now he's of the Layfield Report. He's part of JBL's thing. And he's also... Really? Yeah, he's part of the score. He put together this whole percentage year in reviews. Dolph Ziggler last year had the most losses out of anybody. Yeah, but that's ter- perfectly fine because he's one of those guys. Like I keep saying, he's fucking incredible. Yeah, he's great at what he does. Um, the other mess, and that's all you got to say about that. Yeah, that's like his seventeenth best thing that he's is. <laughs> best at losing. Uh, you have the middles. Also, was a three man band versus Sheamus. Uh, three man band earlier in the night decided that they are going to enter the Royal Rumble, and they have a ten uh, percent chance. Uh, fi- finishing. I mean, I'm winning the Raw Rumble. Excuse me. Um, you have Sheamus actually going over all three of them with bro kicks all around. And uh, I mean, I guess it's necessary to have Sheamus on TV 
and kind of maybe hype him up for the Royal Rumble, but it really didn't do anything to me. It didn't yeah, didn't win me over. I, I thought it was it was fun for that match to happen, but it was like it shows that three man band is less effective than the shield because they were three men attacking Sheamus. Yeah. But I feel like that match between Sheamus and three man band should have been the entrance into the Royal rumble rather than a promo backstage. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. I agree. All right, uh, let's get on to the goods now, which might be surprising for this one. Booker T, at the beginning of the show, announced it was going to be Randy Orton versus Antonio Cesaro. And that match happened. That match was actually pretty good. And then Randy Orton wins via disqualification because uh, he is attacked by the Shield. And I'm actually, I really, I can't believe this, but I'm starting to turn around with Randy Orton. And I fucking, you know, I think I said I wasn't going to say that before the show, but... He's really, he's really. No, you on said me. you said before the show that you were really going to turn around on Randy Orton. Oh, okay. But yeah. my whole oh, attitude, shit. my whole attitude with Randy Orton starting to change because he's not being shoved down our TVs. And yeah, I mean, he is honestly, not really though. He's not up there in that main event picture. He's off to the side in a different type of picture. Yeah. I mean, but he lost. I mean, he because I guess they're throwing him with the shield now. Maybe there'll be something during the Royal Rumble with the shield. And I don't know. I still don't like Randy Orton. I still don't want to see him. Hey, well, he, him and Antonio Cesaro putting on uh, on good matches. Uh, you have more goods with uh, CM Punk and Paul Heyman cutting a promo inside Sun Life Stadium, Miami, Florida, home of The Rock, and wearing Rock's old uh, University of Miami jersey. Yeah, and uh, I believe CM Punk said something about how that it, that wasn't the Rock stomping grounds, even though you, University of Miami, Miami, Miami plays there now. When the Rock played, the stadium is no longer there. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be the Rock after the Royal Rumble, I believe he said, like torn down or something. Yeah, ripped apart. I thought, yeah, right. It was a great promo yeah but not only was cm punk on smackdown you also had his opponent for the royal rumble was there as well the rock live in person not via satellite yeah which i thought was amazing so the rock comes out and cuts a nice little promo is then interrupted by the Rhodes scholars and then he just you know proceeds what he does does best and uh you know takes his size 13 boot and shoves it turns it sideways and sticks it straight up their candy ass by uh, rock bottoming both the mustachioed Cody Rhodes and the bearded Damian Sandow. Brock being on his show, SmackDown, which they named after him. I have no complaints about it. They fucking named... I mean, that's a, that's insane that you're a superstar. You have... Not only do you have a name nam, named af, uh, show named after you, you have... You were the reason why SmackDown was added to the dictionary. Yeah. I think. I don't want to... I'm almost certain. I'll fucking I'll go 100% and say that's the reason. I think it was just because of Smack yeah, Smackdown the show. I don't know. I, 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 I no, The Rock was always laying the Smackdown. And what the fuck was the Smackdown before The Rock? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh continuing on, you had some really good tag team wrestling with Team Hell No going over the primetime players. Good we say it every single week. It's good to have the tag team division back in the WWE. It's funny uh Primetime players, they have the new Mattel figures out. They have their own figures, really? Yeah, and they're doing the millions of dollars pose in the box. Really? Yeah, it's the funniest thing. Oh, that's so awesome. 
That's so cool. good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then your last good, which uh, Booker T announced at the beginning of the show, you have Big Show facing off against Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight title in a last man standing match. Now, when you when you, you hear this in the end show, it's like, oh, Big Show's going to go over no big whoop, whoop de doo All right, great. No, surprisingly, we have a new World Heavyweight Champion, the Big Show is no longer the World Heavyweight Champion. Alberto Del Rio beat him in a last man standing match, and he had to use everything and anything, including the announce table, to trap the Big Show under to win this match. Which I is... liked I liked the spot where it was getting to the 10 count, and Del Rio was outside, or he rolled out of the ring to get back up on his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he that was pretty cool. He wasn't really up, but he was up, so I thought that was like a very smart thing for them to have done. I liked his arm bar over the top rope. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, you got to do anything you can in a last man standing match. I thought that match was actually really, really good, though. No, that so did good. I. I thought it was great. And the crowd loved it. Yeah, well, you're, yeah. you're in... Uh, high Latino population. Yeah, you, you, you beat me to that one. Um, but this was actually spoiled. You know, four days beforehand on Tuesday when they announced it on the spoiler, Alberto Dorio wins the world heavyweight title. It's just, I mean, I guess it goes back to them trying to rope people into watching SmackDown. I mean, they did it with with the Antonio Cesaro went with Raw, and they did it with Wade Barrett. What the Antonio Cesaro? What do you mean, Antonio Cesaro? I, yeah, I meant to say Wade Barrett. My bad. <laughs> I, I think it was a good idea. I mean, no matter what you do, if you don't spoil it yourself, it's going to be spoiled anyway. So you might as well. Right? It's this day and age. Like, it's not like we're going to go with AOL browser and type in keyword WWF and get to WWF's website. Now we'll go to Google or Bing or whatever. And there's the Jeeves. Yeah, right. Whatever. Honestly, if you don't want to be spoiled or anything, just don't use your computer. Yeah, there's tons of sources. Even Twitter. Twitter's a news source these days. Twitter has, holy shit, Alberto Del Rio just won. I'm live at the SmackDown taping. Holy shit, this just happened. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. So that was a you know good, good SmackDown. No complaints. And let's get on to it, Brandon. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. But it wasn't just any Monday Night Raw. It was the 20th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. 20... Monday Night Nitro. Yes. Just kidding. Uh, there was no bads. Not one bad from Monday Night Raw this week. So let's just, we're just going to go I, over. Uh, wait, wait. Hold on. I have to I have to throw in the bad, though. Okay, yeah, what? I have a few bads. All right. So then let's go over the bads first, then. Well, I just – the only bad that I have is the fact that they, they overhyped this Monday Night Raw. It was a terrible Monday Night Raw for a 20th anniversary. I'm pretty sure they said themselves that there was going to be past stars of Monday Night Raw appearing. Okay. Which yeah, there was like the, none. The only past stars that appeared were the wrestlers themselves who were from the past, as in like The Rock, Mick Foley, Rick Flair. Randy Orton, Ric Flair. Then you had at the fucking the end of the show they had them, but it was like that's it. it. Yeah, right. That was it. Yeah, but it was a phenomenal fucking Raw. It was definitely like a pay per view quality Monday Night Raw, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought that they should have done more catering towards the past. Instead but of still, montages and everything, I like the montages, but I would have liked to see a few more old Raw superstars on the TV. But they I did that like with... Chris, Chris had said it earlier when we were talking about Raw 1000. Well, yeah, when we, were, when, we, when we were opening the show and we were talking about stuff, you know, they I think they played all their cards with Raw 1000. So... 
I think like the Raw 1000, I think was a little bit more important to them than the 20th anniversary of Raw. So they kind of put, they stacked the decks of Raw 1000 and they're just like, all right, it's 20 year anniversary. We'll throw together some packages and stuff like that. Um, did you guys have any other bads? Was that it? Just No, that's it. I mean, they had, it was in Texas. So you would have expected Shawn Michaels, Undertaker and Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. Michaels were in Vegas for some sort of hunting convention. Yeah, hunting convention. So, but you know, the goods start off at the beginning of the show by playing every single raw theme song that there ever was, which was awesome. I think everybody like went nuts for that. I thought that part was sick. I know that, and but then they didn't use the new theme music. They used the uh, the crappy ass Nickelback music. I like the Nickelback one. I hate them so much. I don't know why. It just fucking pisses me off. But and it, yeah, so then you continue from that to have Vince McMahon in the middle of the ring. Welcoming everybody to Monday Night Raw. Are you going to say Monday Night Nitro every time I say Monday Night Raw? Brandon? Are you listening? No? Okay, continue on. Uh, so, yeah, Vince McMahon is then cut off by the big show, which this is, you know, we're, we're not even going to say goods or bads here. We're just going to kind of just go over the show. Uh, it's cut off by Al, uh, Big Show. Alberto Del Rio comes out, and this kind of sets up a World Heavyweight title match for the Royal Rumble because Big Show needs it to be on a uh, a big stage uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, th- thinking he has a bucket full of water, then throws uh, confetti in the face of the Big Show. So yeah, your World Heavyweight Title match set up for the Royal Rumble, and let's continue on with the show. You have Wade Barrett defeating Randy Orton. No gimmicks here. Beats him cleanly, which I think every single one of us is very excited about. Yeah, I mean it was it was a really good match. Again, I can't believe I'm saying that yeah, from Randy Orton. Yes, but so hopefully things turn. Yeah, well that's that's also big for Wade Barrett too. I kind of maybe since his return, putting him over Randy Orton of all people. I liked I liked how he hit the bull hammer just pretty much out of nowhere. Yeah, and I really I really did not think Randy Orton was going to lose. You thought he was going to win. And yeah, then, so I'm really I'm happy. I'm telling you, they're listening to us. They have to be. <laughs> uh, they absolutely have to be. They have to be. Uh, we saw the return this week of Monday Night Raw of Doctor Shelby, who had a uh, hilarious backstage segment with Kane and Daniel Bryan, telling them to tell each other what they like about each other, which I thought was I thought it was funny. I thought the interaction from them was funny. And then you have um, the Road Scholars coming in. As part of their therapy session, I guess maybe some sort of neg- negative, positive feedback. I, I don't know. They, they said it was exposure therapy. Exposure therapy, which then Damien Sandow quickly shot down. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. I wonder if he's really that smart or he's just like rehearses lines. I don't know, man. He's all he's, he's, he's real. I like him a lot. I just like his gimmick and his character and everything like that. I say this a lot. But then this looks like... Uh, this also setting up a tag team match for the tag team championships at the Royal Rumble. You have Daniel Bryan and Kane beating the Road Scholars backstage. Everybody does a yes chant. Everybody wins. Uh, this leads later into the night where Kane defeats Damian Sandow very easily with a choke slam. And then you have Daniel Bryan defeating Cody Rhodes very quickly with the no lock. Yeah, this was probably like a two-minute match. Yeah, both of them were really quick. I was surprised about that one. Is that a bad sign for their feud with Road Scholars? Is this the end of them versus Road Scholars after Royal Rumble? No, because I could see the Road Scholars going over at Royal Rumble. 
leading to the match at Elimination Chamber or or, or at or at uh, WrestleMania Val- Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, maybe that. No, <laughs> imagine. No, dude, a, I would mark out for that. Valentine's Day is on a Thursday this year, so if they're doing a pay per view on a Thursday, you know, by all means. All right, so uh, but, no, if, if if that was to happen, where they had a match at Royal Rumble, and let's say Rhodes Scholars go over. Then they continue the feud to Elimination Chamber, where Rhodes Scholars eventually go over as well, where that would lead to a match at WrestleMania, I would think a four-teamed match. A four-team match? But the primetime players in there and the Usos? Or whoever. I mean, not a TLC. Not even a TLC, though, because, I mean, you never know, but... Yeah, so what do we know, right? Christ... All right, we had the uh, first inductee into the 2013 Hall of Fame, and as reported earlier that earlier in the week on in the New York Post and on WWE, Mick Foley is being your first inductee into the 2013 Hall of Fame. His, uh, I guess, his praise and hurrah was briefly was cut off very quickly by the Shields, which then had Ryback, Randy Orton, and Sheamus coming out and making the save. I thought it was pretty pussy of Foley to leave the <laughs> ring when the shield uh, hit. I feel like he should have stuck around and beat them up with uh, the other three, uh, two guys. Yeah, three guys. Get the get the one up advantage on him. So but now he's he... not he's not a wrestler anymore. Yeah, yeah, and he became a bitch. What do you mean he became a bitch? Like why? Why he left get the ring. why? But why risk getting beat up if you don't have to? Because it's scripted to get beat up. But it's forget about the script. Forget about that, that you know it's fake. I think that he could have gotten a beating from them and helped put the shield over and then have Ryback come in. Yeah, but you don't need to do that. He's done that all his career. So what's why not do it again? Why does he need to? Put over the shield. He doesn't need to do that. Why? There's no reason for Mick Foley to have to do that. They were they wanted to obviously have the storyline where all the three guys who were involved with the shield run down. Yeah. And they did. And they wanted to announce Mick Foley, and having him there was good. Foley is good. Um, now that we have the first announce, uh, announcee of the uh, 2013 Hall of Fame, who do you think is going to be inducted this year besides Foley? Apparently, King Kong Bundy's been speaking on Twitter about him being contacted, but I don't know. Yeah, him. I heard Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, I'd go Bigelow. I would love Bigelow in there. I would, too. I would like uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you you made it. You made a hard push. What about what about Bruno San Martino? No. Listen, listen, listen. He won't that, go that there. whole thing we discussed last week with uh, after CM Punk's promo, what Billy Graham had said, mm-hmm. and it's like the whole thing they're they're pushing there every week or whatever. It seems that they're saying Bruno San Martino as if like you say it three times he'll appear or whatever. But it's like ever since the WWF got gimmicky mm-hmm. Bruno's he just didn't like the the situation WWE was in or whatever so I don't ever see that happening but it's wrestling yeah you can literally never say never what about Bob uh, Acklin I think he I'd should be, be. yeah I'd be fine with that I think the reason why I'm surprised that he's not in already I think the reason why that was he he turned them down as well because he wanted another run I believe that was like last year or two years ago on the dirt sheets or the news. Well, he site. looked. He was on what? He was on like Raw One Thousand or something recently. Yeah, but even before Raw One Thousand, he was on with the the Heath Slater stuff, and he was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, he was really good. 
But you know, especially I, him, you know, calling W uh, Madison Square Garden home. That's a perfect him and San Martino. Both of them should be inducted in, right. in there. Right. And uh, I know, I know, Macho Man should. But, I mean, this is he won. Like I said it last year, he won his very first title in New Jersey. Yeah, but. He's not going to because Lanny Poffo is Lanny Poffo, the voice of wrestling. Lanny Poffo wants not the voice of wrestling. Can I finish? Lanny Poffo wants the entire Poffo family to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with Randy Savage. Yeah, way to be a selfish prick. Yeah, seriously, he stayed home all those years and just made fucking oodles of money in WCW, and now wants to be inducted for being the fucking genius. Fuck. Yeah, you've got, you've got probably just as long as the line as Virgil does that autograph signing. You prick. <laughs> Well, we know one person that's looking for Virgil, and that's Brandon. Seriously, why the fuck does he think that the entire family is going to get inducted just because of Randy Savage? Yeah, I think I think it's bullshit. I seriously, I think. Well, speaking of Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth, you think she should be inducted? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about it in New York, though. No. I think it could be held off. Well, if sensational Sherry's I mean, in may, there, maybe put her the same. She's already in. I know. Well, uh, that's what I said. If she's in there, then you know Miss Elizabeth should definitely be in there. I mean, maybe put her in. I don't know. Would you put her in there in the same year as as uh, Randy Savage? Absolutely. Absolutely. That and that would be a, that would be a great draw for people. It'll be like Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth are going at the same time. So, I think it would be kind of like the end of a storybook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Abs- yeah. No, I totally I totally agree. All right. Continuing on, um, we have a new Divas champion. Because earlier in the night, Booker T said uh, set up Eve versus Caitlyn for the Divas title. Eve has been really kind of trying to get weaseling her way out of having to face Caitlyn. This time, it's if she's counted out or DQ'd, she loses the title, and Caitlyn comes out on top. Giggity! Uh, I thought the end of the match was pretty uh, sick and uh, innovative. Yeah, how they throw over the guardrail, she just gets back in. That was a nasty spear. Yeah, she threw her right over the barricade, and then before she even no- uh, Eve noticed that where Caitlyn was, she was right behind, uh, side by side with her, ready for a gore. Yeah, and what a better way to win it in your hometown of Houston, Texas. Yeah, apparently they were going to hold off on this until like a pay per on the next pay per view. Yeah, but Eve wanted to put her over in her hometown crowd. Yeah, which was good. And apparently, reports are saying this week that allegedly Eve is on her way out of the company, which means that she's going to probably get pregnant. She go well, get. It's, it's not. It's not reports. She quit. Yeah. Well, she quit. Quote unquote. Via, yeah. Via, via storyline. Via on, on the Raw active, she quit. And, and I, I but, thought it was funny that with uh, with the spear or gore, David called it did the, the, the tweet with the gore, 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 and I did spear, spear, spear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Eve quits. So in the past year, let's see. We've had Kelly Kelly, the Bella Twins, Karma, Beth Phoenix, like, and now Eve. Every all of them. It's because the divas don't last more, typically more than six years. Yeah. Look at Trish Stratus. She's Hall of Famer, you say? This year, I would. No, I like, not this year. No. No? Not, not this year There's, necessarily. But I, would is she, in, I would put in a Ledger Blaze before her. Put in Medusa before Trish Stratus, big time. Or put in Sable before Stratus. Okay. Um, yeah, so. So new new Divas champion Eve's on her way out. They got to start. I guess maybe they have to start bringing up some new talent, Dave. Into uh, maybe your girl Paige will finally make it up to the main roster. Fuck yeah! And then they just debuted this. Well, not really just debuted, but Emma from Australia. Okay, she's a cutie. She's actually very uh, very good too. Yeah. yeah. Then apparently there's a I forgot her name Mercedes Mercedes something I think that is down there and she's getting pretty uh, good reviews down there too. So. 
I don't know. I think that the women's division is looking up. Yeah, and if Sarah Del Rey is training these girls, then it's definitely looking up. Woo! All right, uh, you have Brodus Clay cutting a, a serious promo. For the first time, you've seen Brodus Clay a very long time be serious because apparently he was not pleased with the the words that CM Punk had for him last week, saying that you know he comes out here chucking and jiving, touching all your, you know touching all your kids' hands and just trying to make some money. Kind of like Santa Claus. Yeah, kind of like Santa Claus, but um, Brodus Clay was not happy with that, which led to a match against CM Punk. And this was actually surprisingly maybe the, one of the better matches we've seen from Brodus Clay in a long time. I, I agree. I thought it was a very good match. Is it just me or is, it, is Brodus Clay losing weight? I think he is. Bro- he's losing a little bit of weight. He, he looks he looks a lot more thinner than when he first came in. He looks like he's losing a lot of weight. Good for him. Maybe he's doing DDP uh, yoga. Apparently they that he apparently he's been teaming with Zack Ryder and it's get going over a lot. Good, good. Because uh, uh, I'm just going to mention it because there's really no place to mention it, but besides related to Bruce Clay, but Santino's out with a neck injury. Yeah, he was so taking up all the house shows. So. Yeah, he had to do M- get an MRI, and apparently Jamie Noble's been replacing him on the house shows. And that's why we saw Jamie Noble on Monday, which is yeah. – uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, yeah, CM Punk goes over Brodus Clay, finishes him off with the Anaconda Vice, then has a lot of words for The Rock saying that The Rock will not be coming the WWE champion at um, the Royal Rumble. Uh, we spoke about Foley being inducted into the Hall of Fame. He had a nice little backstage segment with The Rock – little rock and sock connection reunion which i know brandon was a huge fan of because brandon loves the rock and sock connection i always i i kind of didn't like it just because it brought out that cockiness of the rock that i hated back when he was a heel like back when he just mistreated everybody and whatnot yeah he was joking but the cockiness of the rock i never liked yeah no no neither do i neither do i but i thought it was funny and i I, the, the fact that he didn't say anything to vicky guerrero at the end of that segment was was interesting because he had I guess he said he was saving it for saving it for the rock concert. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I mean I I love rock and sock connection like you said, so I mean I was couldn't have I don't know. I couldn't have booked it differently. Uh, uh, that's the thing. I I feel like I was a bit I was a fan of the rock and sock connection, but there was still I didn't like the how Foley was the joke of the group. Yeah, well, he was a joke of the group because The Rock was The Rock. The great one, the people's champion. Plus, at the time, wasn't – who else was around then when they were together as Rock and Suck? New Age I Outlaws. Feel like there, I feel like – what? New Age Outlaws. Yeah, I think, I, Al, like, I think Al Snow and uh, – Head Cheese? Yeah. Oh, I, head I, cheese. Feel, I feel like there was other tag teams at the time that I liked a lot more than Rock and Suck. Yeah, but like, I think, was this Stone Cold with somebody like Kane, maybe or Undertaker? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. There was another tag team that was very big that I liked a lot more. Yeah, uh, you know, they we we talk about like the lack of stars that they had on Monday Night Raw this week, but they did have a lot of interesting video packages about the best gimmicks and the best catchphrases and everything like that. Um. I like that they mentioned Duke the Jumpsters, Josie, and, Dam- and Damian uh, Demen- Demanto? Demento? Demento. That's it. Yeah. They mentioned a lot of interesting Don't gimmicks. Don't call me a jobber. No, I won't call you a jobber. There was a, so many other wrestlers that I feel had bizarre gimmicks that I feel like they left out. Like, But I did like 
I did like how they showed everything. There was a few car audible meal moments that they left out. I, I don't know. There was just something missing with these segments that didn't reach me. I don't know. I like that they used the Vince McMahon getting blown up gimmick. That was funny. I was surprised that they put that in there just because of how much controversy it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the next week on Raw was when Chris Benoit, like that was Vince McMahon's funeral was the next week. The which, Hall of Famer, Chris Benoit? Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, he's not. But, you know, I, I, as we said, there was some lack, lacking out of there, but everything that they was lacking, I think they kind of picked up on on Raw 1000. Uh, continuing yeah. on, we spoke about Sheamus beating three-man band on SmackDown. This week, it was an over-the-top rope challenge with three-man band and Sheamus, and Heath Slater actually getting the win. I thought that was so smart as hell. You know, just- I, I did my talking about this match for SmackDown, I think. Yeah, you did. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this was smart as hell because it shows strength in numbers. Absolutely. Hey, they have a 10% chance to uh, to win the Royal Rumble. They got strength in numbers, and I feel, as I've said so many times, I am so entertained by three-man band, which at first I wasn't, but now that they're interacting more with the distractions and everything, I'm not a fan of the, the off-out-of-the-ring um, promos and whatnot mm-hmm. just because that hasn't really clicked yet. Yeah. But in ring wise, I like. Uh, you know what? This is one of those necessary things going leading up to the Royal Rumble. You're gonna see. I I feel like you're gonna see a lot more over the top rope challenges coming on, especially because they really have nothing going on with Sheamus right now. So a perfect guy to start, you know, putting them in top in top rope challenges and kind of putting over, thinking that he might win the win the Royal Rumble this year. That'll be uh, a second year in a row. Uh, we which, had which has only been done by, I think Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Did anyone else win back-to-back rumbles or no? I don't think so. The Rock maybe? No. I don't know. I Triple H? I know Stone Cold's won it three times. Yeah. And so. Bret Hart? No, Bret Hart didn't win it twice. Shawn Michaels won it twice. Bret Hart uh, won it once with Lex Luger, I yeah. think. We got Who to argument last twice? week. We're supposed to know this shit. I know, right? Rey well, Mysterio? No, Rey no, Mysterio Rey only Mysterio won, won once. it one time when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Yeah. And was the longest John Cena? Rumble, I think. No. He won it once. It's Stone oh. Cold, Shawn Michaels. Not Flair. No, Flair only won it once. And that's nah. when he won the World Heavyweight title. Definitely like, not Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He only won it once. Iron Sheik? No. Uh, all right, so continue on. Uh, speaking of Ric Flair, he was uh, the guest this week on Miz TV. Uh, them, you know, dropping elbows on their jackets and wooing and strutting and everything like that. Uh, he was interrupted, though, by uh, the United States champion, Antonio Cesaro. Which uh, did not help Antonio Cesaro because he got flare chopped, and then he got the figure four put on by the Miz, which is pretty big. I mean, it's was, pretty. You gonna say, it, Dave? Uh, was there any point during this segment before Cesaro came out with uh, Flair and Miz? Was there any point where it felt a little bit like it dragged a little bit, or no? I think maybe because Miz, maybe Miz was having a mark out moment. Because... Yeah, that's what it looked like. I think for what they're, I think what they're doing is grooming Miz to be like Ric Flair. The limousine ride and jet flying, kiss, seal, and wheel, and deal, and son of a gun. Woo! I, I kind of think that's what they're doing. Maybe. I, I. You know what? But if you were in the ring, well, besides Brandon, if you were in the ring with Ric Flair fucking dropping elbows on your jacket and wooing and strutting and everything like that, I'd be marking the fuck out. No, that'd be cool, but Like, that would be cool, but I mean, if, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I made a mistake. The fucking three wrestlers went back to back. Hogan. Went back to back. Shawn Michaels went back to back, and Austin went back to back. 
and Stone Cold is the only person I think to have won it three times. Ah, all right, thank Good you. Good for... Royal Rumble facts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like Arizona facts. Now there's, yeah, right. Royal, now there's Royal Rumble facts. Speaking of Arizona facts, the Royal Rumble is in Arizona this year. Oh man, guess what? I guess. <laughs> thank you yeah, for I'm reminding. Jealous. Uh, Josh is going to that. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, do I have any more Arizona fun facts on my phone? Because they're coming back now, folks. Oh, I took... about, yeah. Here's an Arizona fun fact: the Royal Rumble has never been at the in Arizona before. Has never been. No, I the uh, the I have the Arizona Ridge nosed rattlesnake is perhaps the most beautiful of all eleven species of rattlesnakes found in Arizona. There but you I think go. I think I said that one. Oh man, guess what, yeah, everybody? Probably. I just took a Theraflu from that expired in two thousand six. Great way to go, Dave. You yeah. hoarder. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hoarding medicine. Dave posts pictures on Twitter. Hey, look, I found all these uh, wrestling posters from like nineteen seventy six. Dude, I'm so like, it's so funny that I found all of them. I, I had all of them hanging on my wall. I'm pissed off because I had one of those the old Bret Hart poster where he's in the like the Canadian I don't know Canadian mountains. Oh, Whatever. like when, the one that he's naked on top of his car like this? <laughs> we exactly. can't see what you're that, doing, that Brandon. Pose. That pose. But the one with like his finger in his mouth, that that poster. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, all right. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about the, I guess, the main event. You, you guys got what I was talking about, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> I did it rumble. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, now I get it. You had a, uh, you had a rock concert, not just a, a rock concert, the rock concert. Which he mocked Paul Heyman, he mocked Vicky Guerrero pretty bad. There was some I was saying Bam roasted a couple times while watching that, which then led to uh, CM Punk coming out and just the end of Raw just being a huge ass brawl. Were you surprised when they were referring to um, when he was calling Vicky Biatch? Oh, I, I was surprised they were saying penis. No, no, because you know as I say they like to have one. Holy shit. I'm an asshole, but I'll mention I'll mention that in a second. Uh, uh, I, I feel I feel like I was I was very surprised just because I feel as though so many younger kids are going to imitate that, like whether that they're at home or whatnot, and just say use the word biatch. Yeah. Well, you I, have. Like, just, I just think that it was a lot better than when they did it back in March of 2012, the um, last yeah, rock concert, tough. and yeah. with this brawl, we never, to my recollection. I've never seen The Rock brawl like that. Oh, I've he he brawled like that plenty of times. I mean, especially with the Nation of Domination. No, no, not to end off Raw. Yeah, no, not that. No, I Raw. I agree. It, it was and, and Nation of Domination's not just The Rock. I don't know. I feel like I've seen The Rock brawl going off of uh, the air before, but I thought it was awesome. It's just how CM Punk got called out. Then he just bomb rushed the stage. No words. No nothing. Just start sprinting down to the ring. Yeah, I thought it was big, and it really makes it. Ma- it makes you want to buy the Royal Rumble more. Definitely, it, it, yeah, it's definitely hyping me up I'll, for the Royal Rumble. And come on now, who didn't mark out a little bit on the inside when they saw Finley? I mean, they had Booker T. Andrew, I Arne missed. Anderson. I missed Finley. I missed Finley. You still I didn't, didn't see go, him. You still didn't go back and watch it. Where the fuck am I going back to watch it? I don't know. Find it on YouTube. But they had like Jamie Noble come out IRS, so that's where all of your uh, old. Yeah, the vintage raw. Where was Billy Kidman? Probably training people. Probably with Vince McMahon. No, he's, yeah. he's a producer, isn't he? Yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah, the, he works backstage for them now, I think. So this is the reason why I'm an asshole. 
Yes, a great way to close off Monday Night Raw, but we forgot about one major thing that happened in the middle of Monday Night Raw. We got a steel cage match for the 20th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Jeez, you forgot to mention that, you asshole. Listen, I'm the one that's <laughs> doing all the show prep here, making sure that we run everything runs smoothly. We're going on fucking tangerines, I mean tangents here. You guys could have mentioned it. Come on, Christ. No, well, I was, I was... I had said that there was a cage match, but you had cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm it wasn't, kidding, just, I'm kidding. It wasn't just any cage match, but it was a fucking great cage Dude, match. Dude, seriously. John Cena, no, Dolph all, Ziggler. It was a great cage match. Because I saw it already at Madison Square Garden. It was December 27th. It was move for move except faster paced cage match. Exactly the same thing. Good. So then okay. you got to see okay. a, a, well, a work exactly. of art twice. I got a little rant, though. The thing, my little rant is, after watching this great match put on by John Cena of uh, Ziggler, I hate the fact that there's still Cena, uh, Cena hater, haters out there that say that he cannot wrestle, that he sucks in the ring, he only has five moves. I, What the fuck are you watching? I mean, yeah, haters are going to hate, but get the fuck off your horse. He's a fucking good wrestler. He's doing his fucking job. Just jump off a bridge. And what sl- the fuck? No, and Slater's going to slate. Yeah, Slater's going to slate. But also, I don't like the fact that the commentators were saying that it was Dolph Ziggler's first cage match because if you've been to house shows, it was there. It's like, it was his first televised cage match. And, and for the record, if you, if you do jump off a bridge, don't really go jump off a bridge. I'm not saying bungee, really go Bungee do that. jump off a bridge. Yeah, go bungee jump. I would never bungee jump. No. Uh, but there was a few point, points during this match that he didn't like. One of the points that he didn't like was when John Cena was leaving the cage and uh, he was on the other, the outside of the ring, and then Big E Langston grabs his foot to push him back into the ring. <laughs> it pushes him I, up. Yeah, it pushes him up with one hand. Listen, you're Big E Langston. Like, you're huge. Why don't you just pull John Cena off and then just take him and just put him back in the ring? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that it would have been a lot more entertaining if John Cena just dropped dropped off of it, trying to jump off of the cage to land, and Big E Langston just catches him. But there's just, that's room for error. That's a very big room for error, but it adds more. I mean, with this spot, to say that he's pushing him back up the steel cage, it just sounds so stupid. But yeah. it's stupid for them to, if John Cena, he pulls John Cena off, cradles him like a baby, and then what? The door? He has to open the door? No, he's got to rock him <laughs> a little him bit. like he's a baby. Him, he's got to breastfeed him. Got to rock him a little bit. <laughs> okay. But did... I, just thought, I mean, what's the, what, in reality-wise, is a steel cage match, what's stopping... John Cena from just letting go, like kind of just like stage diving and just get landing on the because he uh, doesn't want to be hurt because he's not Kofi Kingston and can do like acrobatic shit like that. John Cena, it's it's not not impossible for someone to be pushed back up using just their fucking hand with a foot. Oh, it's definitely no, it's not. No, it's not because cheerleaders do that all the time. Yeah, but that's because they let like okay. Now we're just like. Yes, it's fake and everything, but and it's supposed to be that way. But I just didn't like the fact that they were making it such a big thing that he was pushing it, him back it's up. It's because Biggie Langston John is Cena, strong. He's the fucking he's a horse. He's strong. But what bothered me is that John Cena could have just huge, let go he's got a and huge cleavage. Back. Did you guys that, see that? I, what? Yeah, I skipped. What? I skipped. No, did you see uh, that meme oh. with it had Biggie Langston's like cleavage and it had like a guy he's like oh hey look cleavage and then it showed they zoomed out and it showed Biggie Langston he's like oh yeah you know Dave I, did you took a picture of that right Dave yeah, okay. like last, last Monday Night Raw I took a picture I like photo well I <laughs> I cropped a picture of Biggie Langston's like side boob oh yeah I, I saw just, that I tweeted like you like this side boob 
well, this Biggie Langston side boot. Uh, but yeah, no, awesome, awesome cage match that we oh, had. Also, I didn't like the part where where Biggie Langston was swinging the chair. When we come back from the break and we see Biggie Langston swinging a chair on the outside of John Cena. <laughs> I just thought it looked so stupid. Yeah, but what, what was stupid about that? I just thought it just it just looked really dumb that he was swinging a chair at his feet and whatnot. It just I don't know. It kind of annoyed me. He didn't. He he wanted to hit John Cena. John Cena didn't want to get hit. What I think was whole fucking stupid about that whole thing was that he's continuously smiling. Who knock that fucking face off, Biggie Who's Langston? Smiling? Biggie fucking Langston. Well, way That's to go, Biggie smart. Langston. You fucked up. It's yeah. not fucking up. He, I don't even know if he notices that. Yeah. Maybe he's not even meaning to smile, but you need and to I, work on shit. Like I said, he's not ready to be on TV. I also didn't like the fact that this match ended in a pinfall, right? It ended yeah. Pinfall. Well, that's what cage matches are. No, listen, in WWE 13, unless it's you escape and or pinfall or submission no you have but to that's what i don't like i i hate that there's they they could have a pinfall in the match i think that it should be escape the cage i agree it's the evolution of a cage match all right, all right well, like what's the point of having a steel cage to keep people from getting to the outside of the ring when you could just end it in the cage yeah no i agree i agree with dave i definitely agree with dave but yeah monday night raw it was all in all it was great it was good. I uh, liked it. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but real fast. Apparently, it was the most social activity for Monday at Raw since like September tenth. Uh, yeah, because they finally recognized us. Yeah, right. When? Twice. When? Twice they still don't follow us. They when? retweeted Dave. They retweeted me, Matt. Oh, that's all right. Breaking, breaking kayfabe. Yeah, never mind. Oh yeah, congratulations <laughs> to Zach Ryder for getting uh, one million followers. Hashtag seven figure brusky. I was so happy to see that so many people in the wrestling business were actually polling and tweeting for uh, Zack Ryder. Like, I, I, it really... Yeah, because WWE fucked up big time. Yeah. But it makes me feel good. Like, you, you see DDP tweeting it out. Then you see a bunch of all these other wrestlers that he idolized as a kid tweeting, saying, go follow Zack Ryder, uh, get him to 1 million followers. I just... I, I, I've said it millions of times. Every time that Zack Ryder succeeds... Or accomplishes something. I feel like we do a part of us does too. We did it. Remember when he won the United States title and we saw him at the bar that night? He, I'm like, hey man, you did it. He goes, we didn't do it. He's like, I didn't do it. We did it. I like. Dude, I honestly, felt like such a. I really. I still feel like a dick from that night too. I, I oh yeah, you punched some girl in the face, right? I didn't punch her. No, it was oh, dude because he high fived me. It was so fucking strong, and I'm weak. I fucking elbowed the guy in the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, so, and I, I didn't even know I couldn't even get to you guys because it was so fucking crowded. But yeah, that that just just for the listeners to know when he won that U.S. championship at the bar when he said that when he said <laughs> I, he I, won it at the bar. Yeah, when he was at the bar and he said I didn't win this, we won this. Yeah, like, that just shows you the character of this guy. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. All right. Well, let's let's Monday Night Raw was great, but there's some there's some upsetting things that happened this week in the sports entertainment world. Uh, the WWE released a bunch of people. Uh, one being Skylar Moon, known on the independents more as Buggy Nova. Uh, Tak, that guy in NXT who's just tattooed off the wazoo. And I think the one that depresses us the most is uh, Trent Beretta was released this week. You know what? I'm gonna say for the record, I'm not upset. I am. I'm a little bummed. I, like it sounds fucked up just because like the connections and whatnot that we do have, but I am not upset. We don't have connections to Tramperetta. 
eh, but I'm oh, still really up, I'm still upset yeah. about that. Well, no, I'm not upset for the fact that WWE doesn't know how to use his talent, and he will be better used in a PWG, in a Ring of Honor, in a PWS. I in feel a, like he'll be in better a PWG. used on Indy. I could see him in PWG. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. And you know what? He would get over. He's already booked. He's he's wrestling for a Teddy Hart's promotion. Well, yesterday. Yeah, dude, today. That, that looks dude, like Trent, a sick fucking card. Dude, Trent question mark is going to be awesome. No, it's Trent all caps question mark. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the all caps. Yeah. But it might not be, though, because his Twitter name, I can't believe we're discussing this. His Twitter name is not all caps. It's just Trent question mark. So what's this, this uh, heart territory thing with him? I don't know. It's like Teddy Hart and like a bunch of people. Really? I got to look this up. When is it? It's today. Yeah. Uh, but tomorrow. But it's going to be on like iPay-Per-View streaming tonight. Oh, well, if it's tomorrow, I'll, I'll promote it or whatnot. Well, no. Like, I mean – It looks like a sick fucking no, it's, event. It's like, tonight. It's tonight. It shows tonight. Oh, okay. The 18th. Yeah. All right. Um, so, and just yeah, – I don't know if you guys caught – I don't know if you guys – I was going to say – I was going to say this. What? I was going to say Samurai Del Sol's book. But. Yeah, yes, I saw, <laughs> I saw that promo video. Um, did you guys catch wind of this little thing with Kofi Kingston and Trent Barretta? No. Yeah, that, that was fucking hilarious, I thought. Trent Barretta tweeted out saying, uh, now I can say it or something like, Kofi Kingston is an asshole. And then Kofi Kingston set, tweeted back saying, "Never like blah, 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 never wanted to shake hands with you. And then Barretta said, uh, don't worry, you won't have ever do that again. We're selling, and everybody's going off about how it's it's uh, real, how they're shooting on each other and yeah, everything. Like, clearly they're fucking – they have to be friends. Like, that can't be – Yeah, I love the fact – I was reading on, I think, Bleacher Report where they were saying, well, maybe there's a bitterness because Kofi Kingston's like part of the cool crowd, like hanging out with everybody. And Beretta's kind of a low, lower class. Where, as Which opposed isn't to true Beretta, because I'm sure Beretta's right up there with them. John C- like, Okay, John okay. Cena tweets out hashtag where's Trent. All right, I – did you what? see Dolph Ziggler when he got released? He goes, "Where's Trent? Probably being some awesome somewhere yeah, else." I was, I was wondering Edge, after Edge. that had happened. I was wondering if these guys were going to take like shit from the from backstage about these tweets and everything. But I like, mean, it's it proves WWE fucked up. They fucked I, up big time. I just hate the fact. Like, I think it's so crazy. Like, they were like, "Oh, Kofi Kingston hangs out with CM Punk and Brota's a low." A low card. I'm like you. Uh, you guys are such. See, like, a punk like Shremperetta. They're yeah. This is their because they're all kind of indie based. I want to say like they all have that love and passion. Uh, clean. That's a little different though. CM Punk to Shremperetta. Yeah. Huh. I think that's a little different. CM Punk and Shremperetta. Oh no! But as like a, a hanging out group. I mean. I, I could definitely see them all hanging out, and I could see this just being a little thing to cause keep Trent Beretta in the to, like in our minds with mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, if I, you... I just think I think that I could picture them sitting on a couch, like eating some funyuns and like some Xbox. Playing, like, yeah, I could, they could play like WW thirteen together, and like maybe they play something online together, like a Halo. So are we? So we are we kind of all in agreement that this is a work that they're just fucking around with each other? Absolutely. First of all, I don't think it's a work. Don't, yeah, don't not, say it's a work. Well, that's the thing. People are on the internet are saying that it that it, whether or asking if it's a work or yeah, if it's a absolutely shoot. Absolutely, don't fucking call it a shoot. Don't fucking call it a work. You guys aren't in the business. I'm going to say that over and over again. Brandon, you're and not it, in the business it, either. I I know that, and I'm not going to refer to it as a work a Silva, or a, a Silva quote that you got. 
Yeah, right. No, I'm, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna say that. Don't call it a work. Don't call it a a, a shoot because it's they're two friends. It's not. It's, it's into, none of that. Don't read into everything that's done in pro wrestling so much. Yeah, yeah, don't read into shit and automatically assume shoot or work. Yeah, yeah, with you. Um, interested. We did have a few releases, but we also had a signing. Yeah, we had the yeah El Generico. Yeah, but, that's a, that's all. <laughs> but they also just signed the other day. Uh, Clayton Jack, NCAA All American from Oregon State University. Um, he was pro- he was apparently he was scouted by Jerry Briscoe, and Jerry Briscoe has and I think Jim Ross too has been scouting like the NCAA wrestlers. And this guy, he, he's six. Just to give you guys a kind of, he's six foot five, two eighty five, and his wrestling record was one hundred twenty one wins and thirty seven losses. So I, he who knows like, what this? He looks like Bam Margera, kind of. Um, who did I think he looked like? Uh, well, you want to know? He he had the hair of Ben Askren, but nobody knows who that is. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I, I honestly, you know what? No disrespect to any NCAA wrestlers and everything like that. They should be signing signing fucking independent guys. That's, that's sh- the thing. I I agree with you on that, but I I, mean, I kind of battled with myself on this topic whether or not they should be signing W uh, indie wrestlers or NCAA wrestlers. It's or there, there, there's always NCAA. room to grow. There is always room Ex- to grow. I agree. I agree. But you know that's what? The thing. I feel like the WWE is big, as we know. They like to kind of mold their own wrestlers, right? And taking these NCAA wrestlers that are already have a wrestling background that is similar, and they already have that kind of muscular built and determination and everything. I feel like you could they're a lot more easily easy to mold into what you want because they don't know the business. They don't know what WWE wants. Yeah. Exactly. They they're coming in as uh kind of like in the shape and whatnot that you want in a pro wrestler with just a passion for pro wrestling without knowing the business. Mm-hmm. It's like you just have to be retrained okay. or whatever. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it will will slowly, I believe 2013, 2014 will slowly start to see a mix of I, of this, we'll I see agree. the independent stars getting signed. Whatever. I mean, we'll they just—they they actually just released another NCAA wrestler. So obviously, it doesn't all pan out as as planned. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think a mix of NCAA wrestlers or NCAA athletes and indie uh, wrestlers is the way to go for the future. All right, we get, let's let's get off of this topic because we still have a lot to talk about, and we're almost at but two hours do. for this show. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, because I think it's running just a little bit too long in my opinion. No offense. Hopefully people didn't drown out not listening to this anymore. Hopefully nah, you guys are still listening. If you want to see Tramperetta in action, if you're not in Calgary, you can go to PWS WrestleMania weekend. He's going to be facing off against Sanjay Dutt the first day. ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Uh, NXT this week, you got to see the debut of Pac. He looked amazing. He looked uh, great. I thought that shooting star uh, corkscrew. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Yes. I thought that was sick. I thought he had a very good debut. And apparently next week, big things are going to be happening in the uh, NXT uh, landscape. And yeah, we- you saw Cassius Ono kind of aligning himself with Leo Kruger this past week, so yeah. who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about NXT in full detail next week. Uh, main event, Randy Orton and Antonio Cesaro yet again goes to another disqualification finish because uh, the of the Shield's interference. Bummed about that, the match itself. Awesome. I thought that was a very good match. I'm just going to – I don't know if you plan on talking about but are we going to mention about the DX and Click reunion? I was about to mention that in two minutes. Okay. I want to I get through main events. As I said, the show's almost two hours long. Well, uh, I mean, we, just because we were – oh, we weren't – because we mentioned NXT, I didn't know if Yeah, you that was going to be the last thing I went to before Shameless Plugs. Okay, yeah, I, did, I wasn't sure of that order. Okay, so main event, great. Awesome tag team match between primetime players and Usos as well as a main event. Main event, one of the best shows WWE has right now. 
on on television because it's straight wrestling. You get two awesome matches, and then you get a recap from Monday Night Raw. Always and good. Brad, and Brad Maddox just looked like a fucking idiot on commentary. Yeah, he, he's wait, a, he's on commentary. He was on. Oh yeah, wait, I, for super not superstars for main event they switch off. And Brad Cause Maddox because Miz because Miz, Miz got involved with the the Randy Orton Shield. Yeah, that's the I was gonna add. I thought that the Miz was kind of like the steady commentator. No, they they have so it floats around. Okay. It's is a solid one, but it floats around from time to time. Yeah, right. but um. Yeah, so main event, awesome as always. Now let's talk about what Dave wants to talk to you. Uh, Mr. Jumping the Gun over here. So this week, the last week I should say, they did their – usually what they do with NXT, they tape three shows in a row so they're able to bring them into the you know the edit room, cut them down, make sure everything they have to do. Uh, this week, uh, at, it, I guess when the cameras were rolling but they weren't really rolling because you probably won't see this on NXT – um, you got to see Shawn Michaels come out, talk about what things that are happening, and you saw pretty much an entire DX, Click, NWO, Wolfpack reunion. You had Triple H in the ring, you had Shawn Michaels, you had Kevin Nash, you had Billy Gunn, who is now the new head trainer at NXT, apparently, allegedly, nothing has really been released. Um, was I missing anybody? X-Pac. And X-Pac, X-Pac come out there. And Triple H. Uh, I mentioned Triple H. So, yeah, you got to see a huge reunion with all those guys. They took a picture. They put it on Facebook. They released the entire video on WWE.com. So go over there and check that out. Dave, talk. Okay, yes, tag in. Uh, uh, yeah, while they were doing the little their spiel and everything out there, Damian Sando interrupted them kind of like that uh, Raw anniversary mm-hmm. or whatever it was, whenever they came all back. Yeah. yeah. Sando interrupted oh. them and got nailed with this reach of music. Good interaction once again. Perfect spot to get him heat. Um. All right, are we? I got a question for you guys. Do you think that the click is giving too much love from the fans after the amount of manipulation that they've pulled with uh, back in the day? Do you think that they're kind of held in a high respect that they kind of it's kind of like tainted? I think they're just held on high respect because it's Shawn Michaels, who is Mr. WrestleMania, the showstopper. Yes, I'm using all his catchphrases. You have Triple H, who pretty much runs WWE now. And then you got their buddies. So, but, you know. But, like, I mean, with everything, all the shit that happened in the past with like, Bam Bam Bigelow, Tatanka, Pierre Carl Ouellette, like, there's so many wrestlers that lost their jobs or left WWE because of them and their manipulation of Vince McMahon. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it, I feel kind of wrong celebrating them a little bit i'm just i'm i'm, it, I'm impartial the, on it it's the wrestling business yeah there you go we That's... like we like what we like we, we hate what we hate we, but, we can't be partial to something like that because we weren't there we well, don't that's know. The thing I, well, I mean, of course, you're hearing one side of the story when you hear a Tatanka shooter on all of them, and there's always two sides to a story. But I don't know. It's it kind of takes out a little bit of it. Just makes me feel like they're a little bit uh, grimy. I don't know if that's a word, but no, I, I I totally agree. But like, it kind of kind of feels a little dirty with it's the, it's the wrestling business. It's everyone is two sided in the wrestling business. Unfortunately, yeah. But I mean, not everybody. But I mean, apparently, know. like, I mean, Hall, Hall has been on record saying that you can either make friends in this business or make money. Yeah, and, that, and that's one person. That whole click reunion—that's one person that isn't there, which is Scott Hall. And hopefully, it's for good reasons and whatnot. Yeah, as opposed to the bad ones. I did, mean, did I? I do have... we? Do we speak out on the show? Apparently, he's been doing DDP yoga now too. Is he? I don't, I don't think we we tweeted. I don't think we uh, spoke about that on the show. But I saw that. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean like the same thing as Jake. Roberts? Yeah. Like, are they going to record it and everything? I don't know if they're going to record it, but you know what? DDP. I. This sounds so corny, but DDP is an angel to these guys. DDP is the man. I'm Seriously, sorry. Seriously, like the I guys was going at. Huh? I was Get talking him booked on Doctor Oz. 
Yeah, I was talking to my my boss about this like yeah uh, two days ago because he was talking about how he's like going to the gym and stuff like that. I told him like, listen, I'm like, do DDP yoga. It's awesome. He goes, what is it? And I explained to him like, it's a former wrestler. You know, he made his own yoga thing. You're probably gonna make fun of me. And he goes, yep, I'm gonna make fun of you about it. But it's the <laughs> fucking best. I actually I do stratosphere yoga. Yeah, not to say that stratosphere is not bad either. I know, but still, I'm I'm, I mean, a, I'm just kidding. I don't do stratosphere yoga. Brandon, I'm telling you, you should do DDP yoga. I don't want to lose weight. <laughs> he's he's perfectly plump. He's perfectly no, fuck plump. you. Now I have a bad self-image. But fuck that. <laughs> all right. All right. So we, we hit on all the points that we wanted to make. It's yeah, a, I think we got everything. Uh, all right. Let's get into uh, the shameless plug thing. Shameless plugs. So I discovered this one account. I saw it retweeted by somebody. At Indies Wrestler. They've been tweeting all the – it's kind of like that TNA clev, uh, creative team and whatnot – but they they tweet out all these clever and really funny tweets that you would hear from a indie wrestler. Given we don't know what they would really say, but if we could imagine what they would say, this is what they would be saying. It's pretty funny. Go follow them. But you can imagine what they say. Well, a friend of mine. All right, go. <laughs> also, go follow Gimmicks Tees and go check out their uh, selection of T-shirts at gimmickswrestlingtees.com. They actually have a new assailant T-shirt similar. That's very. Uh, similar to the Assassin's Creed um, video game. So if you like that, if you like Chikara, go purchase that t-shirt at gimmickswrestlingtees.com. What's that, what's that woman's name again? Yolanda? I think yeah, we, Yolanda. We, met her, we met her at a PWS show. She's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's mad chill. Um, also, this last one, I go, went back and forth between National Pro Wrestling Day, if I should promote that or something else. And I'm going to go with this other one. Go follow Lance Armstrong at Lance Armstrong and go follow Livestrong at Livestrong and go check it out, livestrong.org. I don't give a shit how if he's doping or whatnot like that. He still raised millions of dollars for cancer research. He still gained so much millions cancer awareness for the uh, entire world. And he probably – without him, nobody would probably be donating money towards his co- uh, cause or as much money. And didn't he? He beat cancer how many times? Once or twice? I don't know how many times. But regardless, this guy beat That's fucking like cancer. Yeah, Whether- there's, there's no reason – you don't have to take away his fucking – his awards. You don't have to take away his gold medal. I'm not his gold medal. His bronze medal was it? You don't, don't have to take away his Olympic medals. A bunch of gold and everything. He toured a France uh, France winner, but yeah. like stripping him of everything. The guy's a fucking cancer survivor. Yeah. He's a survivor. Like I feel like these people are cro- like apparently they're crossing out the V's in the Live Strong bands. The brands aren't for Lance Armstrong. It's for survive cancer survivorship. Hey, if if you want to support the the apparently the quote heel that uh, Lance Armstrong is now, I think they just for a limited time only barbershop window re released their uh, their heel strong shirts. So yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So, I mean, if if you're gonna call him, if I mean, obviously I know you personally aren't, but if you want to call Lance Armstrong and heel and everything, you know what? By all means, hey, consider I, me a fan of the heel. Yeah, I, I love heels. I but you know what? I'm I'm impartial. I love Listen, walking in heels. <laughs> yep, Brandon just said that on the show, people. That was Chris. Chris said that. Brandon said that he would do Roman Reigns and he would I, dress in heels. I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, it's it's skipped. It's skipped. <laughs> All right, Chris's match of the week time. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yep, that's right. We actually have the pre-recorded bumper this week. Uh, match of the week this time we spoke about him a little bit is going to be Trent Beretta. 
versus Tyson Kidd from Superstars from 2011. Uh, these guys had a series of matches, but this one was pretty. This one was pretty fun to watch. It was pretty good. Tyson Kidd came out with Michael P.S. Hayes as his manager. Uh, I will put it on the Facebook page on it, Thursday. It's very disappointing that they, because from what I remember, they had such a great feud and so many great matches. Well, this that, week on this, sorry to cut you off, but this week on NXT they had Leo Kruger versus Trent Beretta. Yeah, I, I I saw that, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like they kind of dropped the ball with the kid and uh, uh, Beretta at that time. Yeah, so do I. But I, I think I think that Tyson Kid and uh, Trent Beretta thing might have been uh, a past shout out of mine too. It probably yeah. I think it, it probably that, was. That was that was our doing, by the way. That storyline where <laughs> not, not that storyline, but where Tyson Kid all of a sudden got different manager every week. We said that on the fucking show. And within yeah. the next month or two, it fucking happens. We say uh, everything. Good, on the good, show. good choice, Chris. Yeah, I know. I thought it was a good choice. David, Dave is trying to get some like Japanese like six yeah, man no, match. I, I'm gonna definitely try to push this. And you want to so push gonna, Bukaki? We're gonna not talk about it. Yep, on the show. we're gonna push Bukaki. Yeah. Gross. Bukaki sauce. Yes. All right, Brandon. You want to shout some people out? Listen to Brandon's shout outs because when there are shout outs, <laughs> there's honey. Yeah. It is, uh... Yeah. No, yeah. That's funny. That's really funny, actually. What? You mean me trying that, to do my Elmo impression? Oh, that was Elmo? Yeah. I thought it was Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Chi. All right, so you seriously going to shout people out or what? Yeah, no, yeah. It's no surprise that I listen to music that most guys my age don't listen to, and I watch television shows that guys my age don't watch, but... I watched the newest episode of Victorious on Nick, and because of that, my first shout-out goes to Rikishi. He was in the last scene of the, the newest episode. Uh, you could probably find it on YouTube. Thank God. I thought you were going to shout-out Mob Wives. <laughs> no. I th- I've said this on the show that my one of my managers yeah. is related to Big Ange. Big Ange. Okay. Ed. All right, so, okay. Uh, I tweeted during Raw that uh, – about this, we've already spoken about it. Second shout out goes to Caleb for winning the Divas Championship. Hottie with a body. Number three today, which is Friday, is Big O's birthday. So I th- yeah, I already said happy birthday to him. I'll go ahead and give him a shout out for his birthday. So happy birthday, Big O. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Big O. Cafe Patron shots and Bud Light Limes the next time I see you. Which I, I did. I did tweet to him saying that I will uh, give him some birthday chops if I see him on Saturday, which I. Uh, won't do because it's the big fucking O and yeah, Brandon's scared of him. I fucking chop and, and, that pussy, and he has me in my place. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. I'll chop that pussy. Who says that? <laughs> uh, Grizzly Redwood, maybe lumberjack, real man. We didn't mention Steve. Mentioned Stephen Regal during that gimmick thing. The real man's oh, man. That, that was hilarious. I feel like that was a rib. Yeah, that was definitely a rib. Like we're no, because dude, the, what. I was going to say, I learned how to fucking be a man from Steve Regal. <laughs> not from his dad. Not from his dad. He learned it from Steve Regal, the real man's I, man. I feel like that was such a rib just because how I think a while back he made his – like a, he was going for a match and they played that song instead of his actual current theme song. So I feel I like it's think, more – I don't think it was a rib. I think it was just a past gimmick that they wanted to showcase. Yeah, but they wouldn't have played his theme song with it. No, not then. It was this time with the video yeah, yeah. package. Yeah, no, in the video package, they played his theme song. They played He's a Man. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they legit played it for like a good like seven seconds. Because it was they were showcasing 
real man's man, Steve Regal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe that deserves a fourth shout-out. Steven Regal. He's a man. Yeah, true, Such true. All right. Um, Brent, you're all, yeah, your shout-outs are all done. Shameless My shout-outs are all done. Yay. It's time for our... Our... Oh, but but seriously, but fuck you guys because last week you do like an eight hundred second hour <laughs> when when Dave fucking when when I did that the one time Dave's like really really you're really gonna do that blah 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 it's all Dave's fault because he didn't jump on right away and I'm like it's hour and we were fucking doing it and he just continued and then oh Brad but seriously hopped on the train oh but seriously still people do unfollow at Brad again eighty five eighty nine. And download Railroad, Rudy. Get yeah, Railroad. come on, man. <laughs> you come burping, bitch. But anyway, mark out moment of the week. Um, I, you know, I, I marked out a little bit going into the impact zone. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty close to uh, Hulk Hogan and Sting and Kurt Angle and all that stuff. And yeah, that it, was your first time seeing Sting and Hulk Hogan too, right? Hulk Hogan, uh, yeah. And Sting, yeah, also. So that's, so that's very cool for you as yeah. a pro wrestling fan. And, I mean, it's always nice to see the legends of the sport. Yeah, and also, too, it's one of those places that, yeah, as I said earlier in the show, the, you know, maybe like three hours ago, because the show, I think, is our longest-running show ever. Um, it's It was cool to be there, because there's not a lot of, like, stables like that, because WWE travels all over the world. ECW arenas no more. You know, you have Reseda, California, where they do PWG, and then you have uh, the Impact Zone. Well, I, I personally marked out for McFoley, and I do hope, which it won't happen, but <clears throat> Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love have a, a vignette at the Hall of Fame to induct Mick Foley. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think Terry Funk's going to induct He'll him. He'll probably be the Funker. Yeah, well, he's going like to be He's gonna be in town that weekend, so, uh, yeah. Yes, PWS. PWS, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a mark out moment of the week, and uh, another another show for this week. Is in the books, marking out 102. Hashtag marking out 102. Um, we'd like to thank you, everybody, for listening. If you made it through the entire uh, two-hour episode. Which you probably did. Comment on the website. Yeah, comment com- on iTunes. Comment, comment on the website. Listen, Brandon, Brandon I'm going to say everything. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes. Go to markingout.com. Leave a comment. Buy a T-shirt, please. You can also listen at Stitcher Radio as well. Uh, at Marking Out on Twitter, facebook.com slash out. Uh, thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for our theme music. Thank you to at Nick Matocho for our logo. Um, and if uh, you, I don't know, for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Oh! Yes.